Hello, good evening. Did everybody hear me? Sorry about that, I just got out a little bit. That's cool. Uh, boys, can you hear me clear? Yeah, I can hear you. Yep. Excellent. Okay, it looks like we've got rid of that gremlin, whatever that was. Um, seems like somebody was trying to feed Gizmo after sundown. Um, but we're back. It's cool. <laughs> it's all done. Um, welcome to episode four of the Wulong Talks podcast. Uh, my name is Jason. Um, tonight, we're going to be going through uh, everything that happened at San Diego Comic-Con. I mean, basically, if you didn't know San Diego Comic-Con was going on, you must have been living under a rock or something. You know, about, you know, maybe it's, <laughs> maybe you're, you're not really in there if you didn't know that San Diego Comic-Con was going on. But I know everybody who's watching this video knew it was happening. Uh, we got a lot of good stuff uh, come out of San Diego this weekend. Lots of things to talk about. So we're going to jump right into it. Uh, first of all, boys, introduce yourselves. Alvin, say hello. Hello. Good evening. Namaste. Uh, konnichiwa. I don't know why I said all that, but hello. <laughs> it's all positive energy, <laughs> yeah. man. It's all positive energy. <laughs> Richard, say hello. Love one. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Richard's been spending too much time on the local estates, but don't worry about that. He... <laughs> it's so hood. You guys are racist. I don't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> Alright guys, so um, man, let's talk about Comic-Con. I mean, first and foremost, like, I don't understand who it is I have to rob or kill or bribe or perform sexual favours for to get a ticket to go, because I've been trying to go for the last three years and I can't go. <laughs> but um, yep, this year was another year where we missed out, but thankfully thanks to YouTube and to the relevant studios and uh, comic book companies and artists kind of being a bit open with what they do, we're, we're getting more and more of an insight into what happens and what goes down at Comic-Con. So it means we're able to kind of share in uh, all of the good stuff that's, that's, that's dropping right now. Um, so let's start talking about uh, Marvel Studios. Marvel Studios went uh, with a, a big relaunch of their movie studio as a whole. They changed their logo um, that they used at the beginning of their, their movies and things like that, so it's much more in keeping with um, the movies that they've made before. There's you know shots of the Hulk and Iron Man and things like that. Um, and one of the big things to come out of the Marvel Studio panel was, of course, the Doctor Strange trailer. Um, guys, that Doctor Strange trailer was just amazing. I mean, I was very much on the fence about that movie, um, not necessarily because of. Uh, the the quality of it or, or the the characters that were involved or anything like that more for kind of political reasons because of what they did with uh, the character of the Asian one but I have to say that trade has really won me over big time so um, initial thoughts on the the, the Doctor Strange trade um, Alvin you want to go first yeah yeah sure uh, so yeah I mean I, sh I saw the trailer what was it Sunday morning uh, when it when when I woke up uh, and, and yeah, it pretty much met my expectations. It kind of surpassed them actually as well. Um, I'm a big fan of how they make the magic look like because it's not just like, you know, particle effects or anything like that. It's like they wave the hand and kind of the world around them changes. Like It's like looking through a kaleidoscope kind of thing from when you're a kid and it has like a symmetry to it and it, and it looks good. The whole film just, it just looks like it's going to be a quite a good movie and be, be take place in an extended amount of time as well it doesn't feel like it's just going to be like your average kind of oh, it happened in a week um, kind of origin story uh, but now everything looked legit like 
but even some funny moments in there but with a Wi-Fi password joke and all that kind of business. But now I think it looks sweet. Uh, it's like Inception but magic and all crazy and weird and just fucking shit you've never seen before. And that's what I'm all about with my cinema experiences. I want to see shit I've never seen before. And that is like... This is going to be good for people who keep on going on about superhero fatigue because people have been going on about so much around the time of BVS and, uh, and Civil War. And hopefully this will make them shut up because they're doing something different. They're doing something new. It looks cool. So fucking just sit down, shut up, and watch it and enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's definitely going to be something fresh. That's for sure. Um, Rich, what did you think, though? Oh yeah, I loved it. Um, I mean, like, like I mean, like like Arvin said, um, it's like it's something different. I remember when they first announced um, that they were going to add Doctor Strange to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And you know, I, it, to me, it just it just it, it felt like it just it just made sense because like you know like a lot of the characters that have been introduced in the Marvel Cinematic Universe have fulfilled their, their you know a particular position. So for example, you've got Tony Stark, who's like the technological the technological genius, uh, and, you know, strokes, and then you've got Bruce Banner, who's a scientist. Whereas like in the Marvel comics, you know, you've got people like Bruce Banner and things like that, <clears throat> and um, you know, and Reed Richards. But obviously, certain characters belong to certain certain uh, other companies um, but with Doctor Strange I remember them saying how they wanted to create a magic that could be firmly based in reality so they were, they were talking about using things like you know quantum physics and, uh, and stuff that could you know essentially you know could be could be used that could be re- a reality in theory um, so I'm really interested in, in how they're going to approach that that's number one number two um, I'm really interested to see where this film is gonna take place, because obviously it does look like it's a bit of an origin story. Uh, it looks like it might have a bit of um, maybe like a, a Green Lantern feel, but just like obviously better. Whereas anybody anybody who's a fan of Doctor Strange knows that it actually ends up being a villain. So obviously there's gonna be some at some point they're gonna have some kind of falling out. Um, and number three, like I said, where this where where does this film take place? Because I don't know if you guys remember in Captain America: Civil War. When they're going to fire those like special cannon guns from like the fly spaceship thingies, um, when they're talking about a hit list, uh, Tony Stark's name comes up, and it shows basically like um, Stark Tower, and then it shows basically um, Bleecker Street, and they mention Doctor Strange's name. So as so as far as we know, or as far as it stands in the cinematic universe, Doctor Strange is actually active. So hopefully, let's see. So I don't know. I'm I'm really interested to see where 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 this film's gonna take us. But um, yeah, I'm loving it. I'm loving Tilda Swinton as well. I'm loving the uh, the guy who plays Baron Mordog. I can never pronounce his name right, so I'm not gonna try it. Um, <laughs> Chiwetel Ejiofor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chichi, chi, Chichi, and um, and uh, <laughs> not love, man. No, Bro, you're you're of African heritage, and you can't pronounce <laughs> the man's name. That's disgraceful. Yeah, <laughs> I'm from Wakanda, okay. So, <laughs> but um, and uh, and and Mads Mikkelsen, who's who's another amazing actor as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, all in all, I, I'm I'm stoked for this film. I, I can't I can't lie. It looks something like super fresh, a cross between the Matrix and Inception times ten with a uh, with a little little tab of LSD. So yeah, I'm I'm happy for it. Yeah, I think um, I really like the, the the way they've kind of gone with um, that kind of old uh, Steve Ditko style um, for the visuals in terms of um, things looking very trippy. Like Alvin said earlier, it's like looking through a kaleidoscope almost. 
um, and it definitely has that feel. Um, that was one of the things that I was wondering, you know, how were they going to be able to capture that and um, to display that on the screen in a, in a convincing way and in a way that feels new and fresh to audiences and, and it seems like from the, the trailer they've managed to do that. Um, I'm really happy with uh, Benedict Wong being cast as well um, as Wong. Um, for those who don't know who he is, he's done a lot of uh, work in British TV, um, but primarily you probably know him from uh, the Marco Polo series, um, who plays a, he plays a great card in that. Um, and I think he's going to bring something very different to uh, the character of Wong. Um, from what they were saying in the panel, he he was saying that you know the the, the kind of manservant role is, is kind of gone out the window now. That's not really the, the one that you're going to get. It's a very different um, kind of character. He's like a drill sergeant almost. Um, and he's going to be the guy who kind of keeps Doctor Strange on his toes. Um, so that, I think, will, will be quite an interesting thing to see. Um, but yeah, I think, as you said, Rich, uh, Mads Mikkelsen's going to be fantastic. I love Mads Mikkelsen. Um, you know, ever since he did Hannibal, that's, that's my guy now. He's on my list of, of people that I love. Um, and I think he really kind of brings a, a real sense of of quiet menace to, to any character that he portrays, especially if it's a, a villainous character. Um, and that in, in within the Doctor Strange universe should be really, really interesting. Um, in terms of like comic book runs that the film may have been inspired by, do you guys have any ideas as to what um, runs it might be inspired by? Because I, I know um, Doctor Strange, but then I don't, if you know what I mean. Um, for a lot of the comics I read when I was growing up, um, he was always the guy who kind of appeared in a story when, to put it bluntly, shit got real. <laughs> so when there were threats that the heroes just couldn't deal with, that's when Doctor Strange turned up. Um, but I don't know much about, like, I know his origin story, um, and I know the stuff that that's, um, Steve Ditko worked on, but beyond that, I don't really know a lot. So do you think there's any kind of major Doctor Strange story arcs that you can think of that they might be drawing on for the movie here? Um, Rich? Uh, no, no, I mean, nothing Nothing has come to mind. I mean, uh, apart from, let's say, like, the origin story, where it is him and Bar Baron Mordo, like, you know, being taught by the Ancient One, and like I said, it, it kind of I know from what I can, if I'm unless I'm wrong from what I can remember, like Baron Mordo actually being the one who's actually meant to be the chosen sorcerer supreme, but then you know like having a like having like a dark streak in it, falling to Doctor Strange and Doctor Strange have to step up to the plate. From what I saw with the trailer, at least I at least got that much. Um, as for what well, as for what other storylines it, it may it may pick up on, um, I'll tell you what I am really hoping for, and I'm just throwing it out there. Like, I know that at some point, um, I mean, although it has been retconned in the comics, I don't know if you remember, but um, Doctor Strange was actually in charge of the Defenders. And at, mm. some, point they, and at some point, they came, they became the secret Defenders. Mm. So, I mean, obviously, like, I'm kind of jumping ahead, but with the, in, with the introduction of the Hands, which are known to use magic to bring people back to life, um, and then we know that the Defenders TV series is coming, I don't know, man, maybe it might be heading, might, maybe you might get some form of offshoot and a uh, spin-off into that. But as for storylines that that you know they may be may be using for the Doctor Strange film, I've never really been a, a Doctor Strange fan to tell the truth. Um, I've you know I've, I've, if he's in a comic book, I'll, I'll read him with with him in it. But I wouldn't be the first person to say, "Hey, Doctor Strange number one is out." Like, nah, that's not me. Hmm. Hmm. Al, anything to add? No, I, I mean I don't have a clue really about any kind of major Doctor Strange storylines. But you defend that defender's point that Rich brought up. 
it it's it's it would sound like a good idea, but I mean, there's even like well, kind of red tape in and amongst Marvel itself, mm. kind of when it comes to TV and film. So mm. I mean, mm. I, I, it may be able to reference some stuff that Doctor Strange, yeah. if if the white to if they if there is any magic in Defenders, uh, they can reference obviously some stuff or, or allude to things. Uh, but uh, Strange showing up, I mean, although Cumberbatch has done TV, so. I don't know. It all depends as to what the actors want, really. I mean, if the actors have the power to kind of influence, because they're big names and all that, then they could probably maybe do what you what you what you said. But mm. uh, on the whole, kind of like at the moment, I'd probably say nah, just because the TV and movie stuff are, are still quite separate, and it's only really Agents of Shields that really references anything, really. And I mean, Daredevil has and Jessica Jones has, but not to the same extent. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, from what I understand, there's a lot of, um, as you said, red tape and, and kind of legal things that that uh, prevents uh, too much integration between um, the two different sides. Because, as, as you said, Alvin, the, the movies and the TV are are kind of being treated almost as separate entities at the moment. Um, but the, the defender's idea would be in. Uh, an interesting one for sure um, and yeah you're, you're right Rich I'd, I'd forgotten about that but yeah he was the, the, the head of the Defenders at one point in the comic books um, so it would be interesting to see um, if something like that could happen but as Alvin said maybe realistically it's only going to be something where they kind of allude to it but well, anyway we'll get to the, the TV stuff because the, the TV stuff I can't wait to get into that <laughs> but um, yeah so Doctor Strange I think it's safe to say we're, we're all looking forward to the movie right Yep. Yeah, totally. Cool, cool. Okay. Um, so the next thing up was the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy um, Volume 2 uh, panel. That was one of the funniest panels I've seen in a long time. And Marvel usually do really good panels. Um, the, the Doctor Strange one, they had like a light show and, and a smoke show and all of that. Um, the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 panel was really, really funny. Um, they brought out the Ravagers, and the Ravagers were, were kind of cracking jokes the, the whole time. Um, and it was just a lot of fun. There was just a lot of fun energy around it, which is great, because I think that's um, what they're looking to carry over from uh, the first film into the second. Um, and then we uh, got introduced to Kurt Russell. Um, he didn't really give any information away about his character on the panel, but it came out later um, in a discussion that um, he was going to be playing Ego of the Living Planet. Um, now that was like for me left field as hell. I did not see that coming. Um, so, Rich, how do you think that that's going to work in terms of Kurt Russell playing Ego, the Living Planet, in Guardians of the, Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two? Do you think he'll be an actual planet, or do you think they'll they'll find a way to explain him being in human form or, or anything like that? Um, well, you know what? First things first. If you actually look at Kurt Russell's face. And say like use photoshop and let's say put it on the moon or something like that or, or any form of planet. He actually when he's got that you know that little gunslinger moustache that he has and he's like his little flowing mane uh, like that that's almost like part mullet. He actually does look like Ego the Living Planet. Yeah, that, well, that's, that. I'm not saying he's not a handsome guy, but he's got that square head moon face like you know. Um, the thing is, don't, don't laugh. Man, you must keep laughing at me. Stop mocking me, man. <laughs> But um, what I was going to say is that basically 
one of the powers I do remember that Ego had, he was like, because obviously he was he was a living planet, but I do know that he was actually able to create humanoids, um, humanoids from his actual planet himself, the planet, no, well himself, which is the planet. So, for example, I remember um, there, there was one storyline where Thor got trapped on Ego, the living planet, and he wouldn't allow Thor to leave by, you know, he's creating these natural disasters and storms and everything. And he actually created these these humanoid forms that also possess, that he was able to you know control because they were part of him, and they were using him and they were, he was using them to keep him help keep Thor um, hostage, um, to make him a live a natural living planet. I would like that. I mean, obviously it's something that we know about already. But the thing that I'm liking about the Guardians of the Galaxy, as compared to the well, what we've seen so far from the Guardians of the Galaxy as compared to the rest of the cinematic Marvel Universe, is that the shit that we see out there is fucking crazy, and it's nice. You know, it's, it's like, it's like it's just, they're allowed to, like, you know, go, like you said, like, left field, and just, like, shock us with things. So, like, you've got, like, Howard the Duck appearing in, in cameos, you know, talking that you've got, like, um, the, the, the Russian dog who's got the telepathic powers. I actually can't remember Cosmo. his name. Yeah, Cosmo, yeah. You've got the head of you've got the head of of a celestial that's used as like you know, like a like a international hub for like you know, the the worst people that can't get into Mos Eisley Canteen or something like that. So I, w- I definitely would like to see him as a living planet and, and bring something different, you know. And then hopefully you know they bring in Ego the living planet, and then Fox finally decide that you know they can't do anything with Fantastic Four. And then they start bringing characters like like Galactus and really going for it, man. But that, that maybe that's that's just what something I wish for. But um, yeah, that, that's my opinion on on the Kurt Russell character, anyway. Cool, cool. Yeah, I mean, Ego is um, yeah, it's it's a fascinating choice because as I said, it's just like it's just completely left field. I, I did not see that coming at all. Of all the list of characters they could have chosen, um, I really didn't think Ego was was, was going to be one of them, but. Um, if anybody can pull it off, James Gunn can, because look at what he did with, with Guardians of the Galaxy. So um, at this point, I've got absolute faith in, in what he's doing. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get to see any of the footage that they released at that panel. Um, some hacker out there, I'm sure, has tried, but it, it didn't get out there. So we can only kind of speculate as to what um, people sort of saw and things like that. But there were other new characters introduced as well. There was uh, Mantis was was introduced as well. Um, Alf, do you know much about Mantis and what no, she's unfortunately not. I'm not terribly familiar with uh, with any of the Guardian stuff. Most of the Guardian stuff I'm familiar with uh, was from a- uh, animation. So like um, Earth's Mightiest Heroes. I remember they appeared in a, in a few episodes of that at one point. So I'm not familiar with the team as they as they have been in the comics throughout time, unfortunately. In fact, when Guardians first came out, they kind of like I thought, wait, is this Star Jammers? And then I was like, no, it's a completely different team. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Rich, do you do you know anything about Mantis and what role she might play in the movie? Um, well, from what from what I can remember of Mantis. Uh, my main thing of her, of like of first seeing her was she she used to be well the, the girlfriend of uh, the Silver Surfer, and um and she was a celestial being, I think that belonged to a race or because uh, I I haven't I mean I haven't I haven't seen anything of her in it in a little while but she was a celestial being who had some form of telepathic powers and was an amazing fighter, and I think she either came from the Kotati race, which was almost like. What's the best way to describe them? I imagine I think they were like a, like a green like a, a green skinned race, 
that were all about like almost hippie like if I if I remember. Um and she was like some form of I think soothsayer. So she was able to predict the future or some or something like that. Um I do remember that she gets killed off. I do I do know that she gets killed off at some point. But um but that that's all I can that's all I can actually remember of her. I mean the last time I actually read something with her in it uh, was maybe some of the old Guardian stuff, but she was treated a lot differently because this has been a lot of stuff has rebooted. And before that, I'm talking like Silver Surfer issues, like I'm talking like like the 90s, you know, like like when um, when they were making special foil covers for the front for for comic books and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's read her read anything with her that was you know of any significance. But um, but but she she's an interesting character to play because I think she's from what I know. Or well, depend how she's gonna be portrayed. If they portray like how she's portrayed in comic books, <clears throat> excuse me, then she's definitely gonna be the calmest one out of the whole of the Guardians. Like everybody has has their role in the Guardians of the Galaxy, but she's almost gonna be like like I said, like almost like trippy sixties type of character. So it'll be interesting to see how she how she how she fits in with the rest of the group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the 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 Mantis that that I remember is kind of. Pretty much as as you explained it, really. So you hit the nail on the head, um, sort of being the partner of Silver Surfer and, and things like that. So, um, yeah, be interesting to see how uh, she's incorporated into this new movie and and what kind of role she she plays uh, amongst the team and how that affects the team dynamic as well. Um, because the uh, on, on the actual panel, the characters um, the actors didn't go into much about like what the characters uh, were going to be doing or how they changed. Obviously, because they don't want to spoil it before the, the movie's out. Um, but there were very few hints um, about where sort of certain character arcs are going and things like that, so they're still keeping the cards very close to their chest, so uh, we'll have to wait and see with that one. Um, but yes, I can't not finish without mentioning Yondu and Yondu's new hairstyle, that which was brilliant. Um, Michael Rooker's just, he's really one of my favourite actors as well. I, he, I love the kind of wild um, enthusiasm he brings to everything he does. Um, and Yondu was, was one of the standouts of, of the last Guardians of the Galaxy film. Um, so his look, the, the way they've kind of given him that, that um, mohawk fin thing on the top of his head is just, is just brilliant. Um, so with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, that is out in May next year, is that right? Yeah. Cool. Cool. Oh, so, yes, but in saying that, you actually just reminded me. I actually, did, I noticed it, but I didn't put things together. But um, I like the update of Michael Rooker's hair. Like, if you actually mm-hmm. look at the character of Yondu from the original Guardians of the Galaxy, that's actually how his hair is. Mm. The race of people that that he actually comes from. That's how all their hair. That's how all that every per, every person from that planet has that type of hairstyle, where it's almost like a fin, as compared to like when his hair was in the the first one, it was like a mohawk, but more like a like a Mr. T type of version. But um, that's just some random trivia out there. I'll just throw it out, mm. you know, throw it out, you know, just case for people to take notes on. Cool, cool. No, no, thank you. That's good. That's that's why you're here, bro. We need context. That's why you're here. <laughs> <laughs> this is your role. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. Um, Alf, did you want to add anything on Guardians before we move on? No, I think you pretty much said it. You like, like you said, Michael Rook is sick. The hairstyle thing. Guardians in it. He just, mm. just makes everyone happy. Guardians seems to make everyone fucking happy for some reason. And like everyone is just glad to see it. Like, you know, get a sequel and freaking, you know, do what they do. Cool. Wicked, wicked. All right. Um, the next panel was, uh, I believe, was, was when they introduced um, the Black Panther cast, I think. 
because um, I can't remember the exact order that everything went in. If I got the order wrong, then yeah, uh, sorry, but I, I don't remember. But um, they introduced the Black Panther cast and they brought them out. Um, they didn't really, really. Uh, obviously, the film's still a way away, so there was no kind of detail at all given about um, what direction the movie was going in or, or anything like that on the panel itself. Um, although I do understand there was a bit more information that, that kind of came out in uh, separate interviews after um, the initial panel. Um, but they did introduce uh, Denai Guria from um, The Walking Dead, um, and she's playing the head of the, the Dora Malaji, right? Um, what do you think about the casting? Uh, sorry, that's out to either one of you who was wrong. So. Oh, uh, well, I mean, as long as you get good actors and they're black, then <laughs> it's all good to me. Like, I keep it coming, you know what I mean? Uh, really, I'm not really interested, though, until, like, uh, I mean, obviously we saw a tiny, tiny bit of what Wakanda could look like in uh, in Civil War, but but I think when we actually see like casting, I'm like cool, cool, awesome. I think pretty much everyone who's cast so far is like pretty good in my book. Um, but it's it's only when I actually get to see shit is when I'll start like doing backflips and that. Mm-hmm. Rich, anything to add? Yeah, I, I think I think I actually agree with Alvin. Um, I because I, I well from from what I can gather, the way how they're going to be approaching Black Panther is going to be. It's going to be epic. It's going to be basically how they're trying to approach him in the comic book series and how they've done it before in the comic book series, where it's not just going to be Black Panther. It's going to be Wakanda. So right now, I mean, like, the, the casting the casting just seems to be perfect. Like, you, you cannot go wrong. Like, you know, every time they were just releasing this person joining the cast or that person joining the cast, you were just like, shit, yes. Like, you're, you're actually taking note of, of what needs to be done. But um, as it stands right now, I mean, until we, until we see anything... Like I'm, I'm just happy with with what they've done so far. But there's, I mean, there's nothing really to go on really, apart from um, we know that Chadwick is, you know, is amazing as T'Challa. So I mean, that, that's good enough as it is right now. Hmm. Hmm. For sure. Um. They said the excitement for this film is is quite high. Um. And I think the kind of expectations for it are really high as well. Uh. And given the amount of of quality they've brought in so far. You know, it looks like they're onto a winner. So, um, yeah, I think we're all patiently waiting for um, our brother T'Challa to stride the screens again and represent. Um, So what else was there? There was uh, Spider-Man Homecoming as well. Um, They had a a quick uh, kind of panel where they brought out, like, most of the major cast, and apparently they showed some footage as well. Again, apologies if you're watching this. We can't really talk about the footage because we weren't there, so we didn't see it. Um, but uh, general thoughts on, on Spider-Man Homecoming. I know they, they released a, an image, um, a concept art image with Spider-Man and the Vulture and how the Vulture um, is probably going to look. I imagine there will obviously be tweaks before the, the final film goes out, but a rough idea of, of what the Vulture is going to look like on screen. Um, did you guys see that image, and, and did you have any kind of immediate yeah. thoughts on it? Yeah, just yeah go well, it just looks... It looked it looked cool, <laughs> you know what I mean. Spider-Man fighting Vulture, uh, like it looked like a tech suit as well that Vulture was wearing as well. So, you know, it, I think it had uh, kind of like, well, what looked like kind of like fans, kind of like drone fans in it or something like that. Uh, at least that's what it reminded me of anyway. But no, man, this Spider-Man is like, look, they they know what the fuck they're doing. You know what I mean? This is this is it's Marvel making all the creative choices, not Sony. So I have faith in it. Uh, 
I like well, I like the way the Spider-Man suit looks. I like that concept art. Uh, I like the fact that they're making it about him being in freaking school and all that business and having obviously to do with his superhero life, uh, which I don't think any previous films have focused focused on as much as they could. Uh, and so yeah, I mean, I'm 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 happy with the direction they're going in. Again, it's a, it's just another case of uh, I won't get too excited until I actually start seeing a bit of the thwick thwick and all that kind of stuff. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Rich, do you have any thoughts? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited for Spider-Man. Um, the, the panel, I thought the panel was 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 okay. Um, it wasn't as like as high octane for me as like as like the others. Um, I'm happy with Tom Holland being Spider-Man. I was happy with like, you know, that them showing the cast of who's going to be in school with things like that. And like Ivan said, I think that's another thing that I'm really really excited about. And it's um. By putting Spider-Man, or, sorry, putting Peter Parker in school, you know, they're, they're taking him back to the essence of Spider-Man, and, and I think, and I think a lot of people who, you know, who, who are comic book, a lot of people who are comic book fans or claim to be Spider-Man fans, they seem to, because because he hasn't really been in school for the longest time, they seem to forget that he started off as a kid, which is which is which is one of the things that I loved when they when they brought him back into into the Avengers into um, Civil War, Captain America Civil War. There's a whole thing of like this guy is a kid and it's going to be you know, him growing up and dealing with the whole things of being like a kid stroke superhero. Um and I and I know one of the things that they were saying on the panel was um this is it's a coming is a teenage movie, it's a coming of age movie. It's about Peter Parker in school and he just happens to be Spider Man. He just happens to have these powers. So I'm really looking forward to that, you know, to that um type of portrayal of him. Because um, I mean I don't think we haven't really we haven't really seen a superhero dealt with like that in a long time, I think the last time I saw Superhero that that, that was Superman One, the Christopher Reeve one. You know, where basically it's not about Superman; it's about this guy who's been raised in this particular way, and he just happens to have these powers, and he's living this particular life. But um, I mean, I, I didn't see the image of him versus the Vulture, um, and you know, it's a bit in the same. Is I think is in the same league as like Black Panther for me. Whereas like I'm happy with where they're going. Um, they've done. Amazing of him so far with like the X amount of minutes that they used him in used with him in Civil War, um, and basically just a waiting game now. But um, Marvel Studios haven't stepped haven't stepped the foot wrong so far, so you know I have, I have complete faith that I can go to sleep at night. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I think um, with Spider-Man: Homecoming, um, as I said, there wasn't really too much information given away. Obviously, because they're still filming it at, at the time, um, so they they really aren't in a position to, to give too much out, and that's cool, I can live with that. But um, yeah, as you said, everything just seems to be going in the right direction. Um, as you both said, the fact that he's in high school is, is really important um, t- to me, um, because I, as you said, Rich, you know, everybody forgets that he's a kid, and that's how he started out, and that was kind of what made the, the dynamic of him so interesting. Um, when he started out as a comic book character, so it's great to see you know Marvel going back to the essence, taking it back to the roots, and um, kind of really going back to, to where the character began with um, with this movie. So yeah, cast looks great. You know everything looks tip top. The the image looks good. Um, I think it's like propellers out that he's got in his wings. Um, that's what it kind of yeah, looks yeah. like to me, like sort of drone propeller type thing. So yeah, that's, I'm yeah. assuming that's what it is. Um, but I'm glad they've gone with that kind of real-world look for the wings anyway. I mean, it, 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 
they, they, they've kind of set that tone throughout the, the MCU, so um, it's, it's good that they kind of stick with that, really. So, yeah, all together, pleased with that one. Okay, um, I think that covers it for the movie, so we can move on now uh, to Marvel TV. Um, so we had, uh, on the Friday, we had a massive Marvel Netflix panel, um, and this is like got me so excited because I love the Marvel Netflix universe. I love it. Um, some of my favorite sort of comic book reading um, in my formative years was about uh, Marvel street level heroes. Um, street level heroes, we mean uh, a kind of the guys that, that aren't necessarily on the big intergalactic missions and are out saving the universe, but uh, are the people who are kind of saving their neighborhood and their block. Um, Marvel and Netflix have done a terrific job with what they've done so far with Daredevil and with Jessica Jones. Um, and this week we got three trailers um, to come out, three teaser trailers, I think it's fair to say, but nonetheless, um, trailers they were. And I think just the sheer presence of the three of them being there was enough to, to get me very, very excited. Um, Richard, I know there's one in particular that you're very excited about. Um, shall we talk about a certain Iron Fist? Mother Fuddle Iron Fist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know me. Listen, right, right. You know already from the time when they bought Daredevil, and there was that rumor that they were going to bring Luke Cage. You, the first thing I said to you, Jay, was like, "Listen, you can't have Cage without the fist." Yeah. I know that sounds dirty, but it's not. I'm I'm very calm today. I'm casual today. There's going to be no sexual innuendos. Maybe I'm, you know, okay. Maybe I'm not gonna make any promises. Maybe I didn't. <laughs> you know, Iron Fist is my guy. Like that's one of the things that me and you have in in, in common, Jay. That we like our our street level, you know, like, you know, vigilante stroke superheroes, stroke protectors. We're both fans of Daredevil. Um, but you know, Iron Fist. Like, listen, I, I'm gonna be getting I'm gonna be getting a, 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 the Dragon of Conlon tattoo on me. Now's the time. I, I think that, like like this is a sign from from the seventh heaven. Gate, Sun Wukong, whatever you want to call it. This, this is the sign that shit is good. Now, with the trailer, I mean, they didn't give away too much of the trailer. Um, I mean, you got a brief glimpse of, of his origin of him uh, ending up in the Himalayas and being found by the Tibetan, by the Tibetan monks of Kunlun. You didn't see any form of training. The next time you see him, it's him basically ending, back, ending up back in New York and being strapped to a bed. So I reckon what's going to happen is that he's actually going to make it back to Earth and they're going to think that he's crazy because he might he might be coming back and spreading all this stuff of like, okay, I used to be here and I used to be there. And if anybody who's a, a fan of the Iron Fist comic book knows, uh, well, until recently, the only way you were able to get from Con, from Earth to Kunlun and back was uh, every 10 years when there was a, a specific, when a, a, tra a transportal gate was uh, was open and you, you would be allowed to go through. So, um, and I reckon they, you know, they try to do things like dope him up and maybe try and forget and then, um, and then basically, at the end of the teaser trailer, you see him kick down the door, and you just say, you, I think you hear somebody say, "Hello, Danny." So I reckon it's, it's literally going to be a thing of him finding himself again and reacquainting him, himself in the real world, and then um, doing what he does best, which is kick ass, man, and then um, also being best friends with Luke Cage. So um, yeah, I'm I'm super excited for that. Like I cannot wait. Like seriously. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think. Um... With uh, Iron Fist, it, it's just such a different kind of um, thing for them to do. It, it's great that they're kind of, with the Netflix projects, they're kind of 
not following the Marvel Studios as such, but they're, they're taking that similar approach of let's try and go somewhere slightly different with each of these characters, so even though um, you know they, they exist within the same world, clearly. Um, each of them kind of inhabits a, a different space, and with um, the Iron Fish trailer, it was very... Um, it was very ethereal. It was very otherworldly in terms of the way that it was cut together with um, the the uh, music, with the drums and the chimes and um, everything. You could you could tell they were setting up a stall straight away that this is going to be different. This is going to be different to what you've seen before with, with the other ones. Um, so that was really really interesting for me. That stood out. Um, Alf, what did you think, man? Yeah, man, I'm not too familiar with uh, with his origin story. So for me to see those snippets already, I was like totally interested in all that. And obviously the door bit where he blasts the door off, I was just like, okay, so it's gonna go fucking down at some point, like pretty early on in that show. Um, but I'm just, I, I suppose the one thing I'm thinking of is like, I want to know as to who kind of like the series antagonist is gonna be or whatnot, uh, and Mr. Wolverine does meet Luke Cage at the end uh, or at some point later on in the story. Um, but yeah, no, it looked good. Uh, obviously, the one I want to see how to translate the suit to the screen because uh, that's always important. Um, and I mean, his suit, depending as to which one you're looking at, the one with the collar, for example, I don't want to see that one. Um, but the other more tracksuit-looking version, I think I'd like yeah. to see that. Uh, but yeah, I, I just want to see. Um, I just want to see more, man. Like, I am totally looking forward to it, and I can't wait to at least binge watch eight hours of it on the first day when it drops. But, uh, but yeah, no, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it's like, I'm, there's nothing Marvel-related that I'm not really looking forward to. I know it sounds a bit like an almost bias or something, but they, they know what the fuck they're doing. Whether it's TV or film, yeah, I'm going to watch that shit totally. You know, you yeah. know what I want to see? I'll tell you what I want to see. This will be, like... Okay, remember I said about no sexual innuendos? Yeah, fuck it. This will be my cum queen that I want to see, right? So, you've got Jessica Jones, right? You've got Stick. Basically, you know what they did with the Avengers? In the first Avengers, where, like, they, they, the, the camera pans around them, and you see them doing their own little thing of their weapon of choice or whatever, and then it kind of just went and kind of replicated the same scene again in Age of Ultron, where they're trying to protect, like, the little handle that they need, you know, that's gonna that's keeping the, the, the island or the little town afloat. I want to see that but I want to see them surrounded by fuckloads of hand ninjas and people just and like Luke Cage, Daredevil, Stick, Elektra, um, Jessica Jones, Punisher, just going at it. Like because the reason why I'm saying that I, I want to see that is because there won't be any form of like superpowers so to speak. I mean obviously like someone like Iron Fist has a, a certain amount of superpowers and Daredevil has you know his powers as well but they're not like you know, um, you know, like like repulsor rays that that, that you know that, that Iron Man has, or a magical hammer that can come back to him. It's just literally going to be balls to the wall, like hands to you know hands to face, and you know and, and knees to crutches, like proper action. And I'm just thinking of the the you know the the fight choreography that they pulled off in their double season one, and then like what they did with what they did in season two. Now imagine all of these guys on screen just going at it. Like uh, my heart's be- my heart's beating now. My heart is beating. That's good to have. Like I can feel my age kicking in. If I carry on talking about this, I might not live to see this Iron Fist <laughs> TV series or Defender TV series. So I'm just gonna cough. 
<laughs> yeah, take a revolt, man. You don't. We we don't need you to pop a pop a blood vessel on that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's it's really really exciting um, what they're doing with with the, the Marvel uh, Netflix TV stuff. Um, as I said, I'm a big fan of it, uh, and I really really love it. Um, Iron Fist looks like it's going to be a great addition. Um, we also got the uh, teaser trailer for Luke Cage as well. Um, that I'm I'm a big Luke Cage fan, as as Richard knows and, and Alvin knows, um, and anybody who knows me knows. Um, and I love the the way they set up this trailer. It was just it was fantastic. Um, I, I mean, I, I think a few people who I saw online, a few people who were grumbling, saying, "Oh, they didn't get like what the story was about, or or anything like that, um, or they didn't get an origin story." Um, but I didn't really see what the complaint was given that most of the people who are going to watch Luke Cage uh, either A, know his origin story already or B, watched part of it in Jessica Jones anyway so there was no point in kind of going over that again um, instead give people a sense of what Luke Cage could do which is kick ass <laughs> and um, the choice of uh, old day bastard Shimmy Shimmy Ya was just like was just genius. But um, the guy who's the showrunner on Luke Cage, he um, was a hip hop journalist uh, apparently uh, for a number of years. Um, he worked for a few of the the big American publications, and uh, apparently he was one of the last people to interview Biggie before he died as well. Um, so they they he has kind of like a a, a big uh, hip hop influence over the the production. Um, and also, I believe they had um, uh, Tribal Quest uh, old DJ. Um, I think it's Ali Shahid. Um, they had him doing the uh, music production and uh, music supervisor on the cage as well. So apparently, it's like a whole heap of, of kind of sort of nineties um, hip hop infused with a, a little bit of kind of seventies um, funk and, and so on as well to give it that kind of black exploitation vibe. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited about it. I love the way they showed off his powers. Um, I love the way that when he's in the hallway and um, there's a load of guys running towards him and he kind of just, just like, yeah, bring it. Bring it on. And starts throwing people up into the, the, the ceiling and pulling pipes out of walls and beating people with it. I was like, okay, this is the kind of savage Luke Cage that, that I want to see. Um, so guys, what did you make of the Luke Cage trailer? Uh, Alvin, what did you think of it, bro? Yeah, just had a straight up attitude, man. Like as soon as like it kicked in, pretty much, like you said, it was mashing people up and all that. I was like, man, this show, and it it just kind of solidified as to that him as a person, just no bullshit. You know what I mean? Gets the job done, goes in. You know what I mean? And all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I, I like that. All these Netflix shows, it's like. They're all within the same world, within the same area, kind of well, within the same city. Um, but the the all everyone's a little bit different, you know what I mean? Because like you had a lot of kind of martial artsy kind of stuff with Daredevil, um, but I think obviously the martial artsy stuff with um, Iron Fist is going to be like kind of like a lot more. Uh, and Jessica Jones was kind of like you know a PI private investigator, and then then you got this this kind of like streetwise kind of just dude who. Obviously, his origin story and all that kind of business, and you know, he go obviously he goes out, starts you know sorting out his neighbourhood and all that. 
which is a uh, well quite a commendable thing if you think about it. Uh, so yeah, looking forward again. Yeah, doesn't yeah. I shouldn't even say that I'm looking forward to it. Everyone should just assume I'm looking forward to it. But yeah. <laughs> Rich, do you have anything to add, mate? Oh yeah. Um, I I I, I like that. I love that trailer. Um, like you said, Jay, that the use of um uh, um old dirty bastard shimmy shimmy ya was was just perfect. Like literally, it was just perfect. Um, <clears throat> I, I like the the way which they seem to be heading, which is. I don't know if you remember, Jade, we were talking earlier um, about one of the reasons why I think Marvel Comics in general has has, a, has always been like, you know, like really good at what it does. And it's the whole thing of that it has never had to create its own Gotham City or Central City or Coast City. Everything takes place in the States or in America or wherever, you know, that character seems to be at that, that, at that point. And um, you, you get this, this, this vibe, this feel. Like I said, and you know the guy who said who said is in charge, who used to be the journalist. Like it seems very, very real world based. So I saw an interview with him um, um, on one of the panels, and he was basically saying that you know they're going to be in certain parts of Harlem. You know they're going to be in certain cafes, like jazz cafe. Like they're not just going to go to just some random buildings. They're going to be in places where like real like real shit has happened. You know that like, you know that like this person has performed there, or that person has performed there. And um, I know he was saying how, um, unless I unless I misinterpreted what he said, that um, he was going to get like a few, he was going to pull in a few favors and get some some famous faces to appear in one way or another. So I think he, mm. he also, mm-hmm. Scott, um, Eric Benet. Um, I mean, I mean, from what I can gather, the the route he seems to be going with Cage um, is almost like what Sanford Green and Walker are doing with the Power Man and Iron Fist. Where like like it, it generally like it the the city itself is a character, you know the people in the background are going to be characters, um, but I mean yeah I, I'm I'm loving that but um, like you said man just Cage coming in and just whooping ass, and the thing that I like is that he's he's different like you said like you know Jessica Jones almost has this with, with her is this whole thing of like okay I'm just gonna slap you around but I'm gonna hold it back because I've got issues I've got problems I don't want to let loose because I know I'm not right in the head. Whereas like you've got someone like Daredevil where he's got this martial arts, but it's a bit more scrappy. He lacks a bit of the of the fight. And then you've got the, then you've got Luke Cage who's just like, oh, fuck. I know I can run through this wall and stuff like this. But so you know, like, but let, let me just see if I can just handle this diplomatically. And he he just wants to walk in and they should know what he's capable of doing already, but they don't want to listen. And he's almost like this whole thing where he's like when he's just you know, hitting certain people, he's almost boying them. Like even a bit where he rips the door off. <laughs> <laughs> and like he knows, he knows that he's invincible. So is that running? So is that running joke from the first teaser, where he basically says like, "Oh man, that was like my favorite hoodie or my favorite T-shirt." But he's trying mm-hmm. to rip the door off because he's trying to protect his clothes. You know, so I, I found that really funny. But um, mm-hmm. I like and the other thing, like you said, I like the fact that he's he's protecting his manner, the hood. Like you know, like like we said, and this was the and this was the thing about. Um, when they were making this this Netflix TV the Netflix TV shows, is that they were saying like you know you can go out and fight these amazing battles in space and whatever whatever, but what happens in your back home as well? So you, you know like they they're really sticking to the root of what they've already established in Daredevil and Jessica Jones and they're going to be going with Luke Cage as well. Whereas like you know they, they, there's always something happening. So I'm, I'm liking that it's, I'm liking that they're sticking to the essence of what these shows are about. And from what I can gather, I think this is really going to work well. Um, when the big bad turns up for the defenders, because then you know then, then everything's gonna really really flow together. But um, 
I, I'm I'm super excited. Like I said, super excited. And plus, like I said, he's 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 Iron Fist's best friend. So I, I can't wait to see these two on screen. You know, that's 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 one of the things. So yeah, I, I'm excited. Good, good. Thank you, man. Well, you segued us nicely across to um, the the third uh, teaser trailer we got, which of course was for the Defenders. There was there was four teaser trailers. Yeah, I'm gonna get to the fourth one. Oh, okay. Uh, so, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you should be. <laughs> So, as I was saying, that, that <laughs> before you spoiled that, Richard, you'd actually segued us quite nicely into the third trailer, which was for um, the Defenders. Um, now, the Defenders teaser trailer, obviously, again, is not going to give away um, too much because it's not due out until 2017. Um, but what I liked about it was um, the kind of meshing together of um, like the old posters, and, and then where bits of the poster tear away to reveal like kind of lettering underneath that, that gives a clue to the, the kind of character that they're talking about. Um, it kind of, for me, gave a sense of, um, again, these different people who come from different places but are kind of cut of the same cloth in a way um, and how they're all kind of interconnect and, and, and join together to form uh, this group, the Defenders. Um, I noticed the, the kind of hand symbol um, was revealed after all that the, the paper had torn away, which I guess kind of hints that the hand are going to be um, one of the big villains for um, the defenders. Um, and then, of course, we got our, our good boy Stick at the end, um, <laughs> giving a pep talk like only Stick could give a pep talk um, to the defenders at the end as well. But um, it was really, really good. I mean, I loved the, the fact that they used that Nirvana song as well. Um, that, that Nirvana song is so good. I mean, yeah. that is such a good tune. Um, I'm sure Kurt Cobain's not happy. He's probably spinning in his grave that they use this song for for um, for a TV show, but it, it just fits perfectly. Um, so, Rich, as you interrupted, um, did you want to add anything more with regards to the Defenders teaser? Um, yeah, like, yeah, obviously, I was, I was going to say, well, obviously, you, you've mentioned already the hands. Uh, the hand symbol, which would, which could obviously mean um, the the hand ninja group, but um, I'm not sure if I'm making this up or if I or if I actually did read this. Did they actually? Did anybody read that they might be bringing in? Um, oh, what's her name? The, the the daredevil villain, who was Death, Echo. Oh, um, there's yeah. there's been kind of hints about it. Yeah, I remember. Um, I think I have read that. Um, and they they've kind of hinted that there's a possibility it might happen. Um, yeah. Whether it's actually going to, to to come to fruition, I don't know. But I think maybe um, with the way kind of season two ended of Daredevil. Um, spoilers if you're watching this and you haven't seen the end of season two of Daredevil. Um, Elektra ends up in in um, the hands of the Hand, um, the Ninja Group, and. Um, I think maybe they're alluding to something happening to Electra that, that kind of um, facilitates that. I'm not sure. Um, but yes, I did see that as well uh, about Echo. So I'm not sure if that means that there's going to be a separate actress cast to, to play Echo or if, um, as I said, they're going to try and allude to Electra being part of that. Um, there was rumours that uh, Mephisto was, was going to be the, the villain in the Defenders as well. 
um, which yeah. would have been very left field. <laughs> I know it's been done in the comics, but it, it would have been very left field for the TV show. But again, maybe that would be something to do with with Elektra and, and kind of how the way uh, Daredevil season two ended and things like that. I'm not yeah. sure. Um, but oh, sorry, carry on, Rich. Oh no, 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 no. Because what I was going to say is that the actual hand sign is also actually um uh, is actually the the symbol for Echo as well. She mm. she has that. The handprint, um, like she puts her, her hand in. in the oh hand. yeah, that's right. Sorry, yeah, yeah. If like maybe if, if the actual hand that you see at the end of the, the defenders teaser uh, could have like a like, could have like a double meaning. Mm. Um, as, as as for Mysterio, I mean that that would be an interesting villain, but you know what it is. He seems not like Mysterio. The... Sorry, um, Mephisto. Oh 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 oh, they will get Mephisto. Yeah. Wow. Okay, that's taking it kind of deep. Um, yeah. <laughs> like they're kind of stepping up your depth. Like, but in yeah. saying that, if he was the big bad, that speech that stick gives at the end of the teaser trailer, that's totally that's totally fucking worth it. Then <laughs> <laughs> you want to fight him? <laughs> so yeah, I cuts. Don't fight him. He was kicking the wall. There's plaster falling from the fucking ceiling, man. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> If nobody understood, that was a reference from Kickboxer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure there's a few old school martial arts heads out there who's watching like that. It should be all good. It should be all good. Um, Alf, did you want to add anything, mate? Yeah, just that. It reminded me of, um, I don't know if you remember the original kind of like Avengers teaser, where it was just Samuel L. Jackson talking, and then just like the Avengers A, and then the rest of the logo. Just reminded me of that, uh, which I thought was, uh, I don't know, just thought it was nice. Uh, but yeah, the thing, yeah, I thought Elektra, uh, I, well, I still think Elektra is going to be uh, possibly the antagonist slash villain of uh, uh, the Defenders in some way. Uh, just because, like you said, the way Daredevil Season 2 ended, it seemed to kind of put her in that place because it's not, that's not the end of her story. It can't be. Uh, so yeah, I'm still of the belief that she will kind of play an important part of what they have to go up against. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does seem to make sense um, that she would play some part in that. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that goes along. Um, and then, of course, there was the tiniest of teaser trailers for Daredevil season three. Um, Rich, you wanted to talk about this earlier, so I'm going to give the the mic to you and let you jump all over it. Oh no! I I thought it was I I just thought he actually forgotten about it, but it was just like the, the teaser was just amazing. I mean, the thing is, I saw all of these teasers, like I think, yeah, I think, where, what was I doing? I know what I was doing. I went to see I went to go and see Star Trek Beyond. So by the time I got home, like basically normal UK was asleep, but obviously, you know, the states is the states is awake. So you know, being like three o'clock in the morning, what do you do? Hey, let's see what the world is saying. And you go on Facebook. And I saw one trailer, and these trailers just kept on rolling off after each other, and I was like, okay, don't watch them now. Let me go have a shower and a shave, <laughs> yeah, and then watch these things. And the Daredevil Season 3 trailer was just... You know what it was? It was... They don't need to do anything flashy. That, that, like, they, they know what they're capable of doing. After first season, they knew they had it in a bag, but they were just like, okay, you know, when, when Season 2 comes, these are going to silence all the naysayers. This Season 3 like, teaser trailer... It was just perfect. It was just perfect, and I, and I like the fact that it kind of alluded to like um uh, the 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 extra the superhuman hearing sense that Daredevil has, where he can hear, you know, he can hear more than what the, the normal person can hear as well. And then it was just like the sign that had like um levels one, two, and three, 
and then I think it was number three that got hit with a stick or got covered with blood. I actually can't remember, but it it's was blood. it was blood, but mm. it was to the point. And the thing that I like about the trailer as well is that out of all of the season, uh, of all the se- Netflix series that we've seen so far, Daredevil has definitely been like you know, the most violent and uh, and most earth one. So just by that blood being thrown on like the, the number three. I, I think that season three is really, really going to get dark. It's going to get really, really gritty. And especially, like we, we mentioned before, with the death of Elektra, I mean, is, is Matt gonna, even going to be in the right place? I think he's going to be... He was an angry man to, to, to begin with, and the only thing that kept him on the straight path was, you know, was, um, uh, was, was his faith. But then he's met somebody like, um, you know, like the Punisher, who's basically, he's seen... Of what he can, what you know, what he's capable of becoming, and you know, you know, Punisher says that that you know that famous line where it's like, you know, you're just one bad day away from being me, and then you get somebody like Stick coming back into his life, you know, who was like, well, you know what, like you were the one of the greatest things that happened to me, and then you just left me, and then you also had Electra who was also able to bring the badness out of him as well, and all of these things, and then you know, then she gets ripped away from him, much like his, you know, much like his father did. So I'm thinking to myself that come by season three, I'm not sure where these series are actually going to fall into place but we're definitely going to see a, a different type of daredevil that is which is going to tie neatly in, into I think the defenders are going to be Electra that's going to be the, the the main villain then if they're looking to go down the path of when daredevil um, became like the king of what well, became like the kingpin of New York then, uh, they, then they're definitely heading the right way but um, Shadowland Shadowland that's it yeah, oh, yeah. Shadowland um, I mean, that, I mean that that would be a big feat. But um, either way, the t- the teaser trailer is, is 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 definitely probably one of the best things to come out of the, out of the four. I think for me, as much as I love Iron Fist, but I think their double is just straight to the point. Cool, cool. Um, I'm amazed you got all of that from about thirty seconds, man. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> like you you've obviously been analysing that thirty seconds deep. Hey, Jay, you know. You know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Well, I think we need to move on now from Marvel Netflix. As much as I love talking about it, because there's so much other stuff we haven't covered yet. Um, let's move on. Uh, we need to go over to uh, ABC. Um, with ABC Studios, of course, that means that's the home of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, they had a massive panel as well. Um, I'm not so much a fan of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. anymore. I, I did stop watching it a long time ago, although um, I have heard from people who still watch the show that it definitely um, improves a great deal um, throughout its second season uh, and onto the third. Um, now, with this panel, they did have uh, one piece of big information to give away, um, and that was that the character of Ghost Rider is being introduced um, to the series. Now, all of a sudden, for me, I'm like, holy shit, Ghost Rider, I might actually start watching this now. Um, We found out that the Ghost Rider is going to be Robbie Reyes, who's um, the most recent incarnation of, of that character. Um, and for those who don't know, he doesn't ride uh, a motorcycle. He actually has a car. Um, I believe it's a Dodge Viper, I think it is. I, I'm not sure. Somebody can correct me. Um, but apparently, um, you know, the, the comic book that Robbie Reyes is, is in is, is pretty good. There's some pretty stunning stuff done um, with the visuals and the artwork in there. 
Um, so it'd be fascinating to see how Ghost Rider is going to play out um, on the screen, uh, along with the, these other established characters from Agents of Shield and from the universe that they've already put together. Um, Alvin, did you have any ideas as to how you see Ghost Rider kind of fitting in or, or anything like that? Well, I mean, it was interesting because for a while, uh, Agents of Shield has been focusing on the whole Inhumans angle, uh, and have kind of concluded that in a way, if I remember correctly, from from kind of like last season, uh, they kind of did a big kind of story with that. Uh, and obviously, there's no Inhumans film coming out, so I think they kind of just went, "All right, well, we can drop it now." Uh, we've kind of ended our kind of little run on uh, on the Inhuman stuff, and now they're now they're doing this, which is what I think the show should have always been. It should have always been a way for uh, Marvel to kind of explore uh, the characters who probably weren't going to get a movie or their own series. Because let's face it, not all of these characters can have their own movie or series, so they may as well drop these characters into Agents of Shield and have them show up every now and again and whatnot. And you know, do cool versions of them. Obviously, what what I'm most interested in, obviously, like obviously, you've got Danny Ketch and Johnny Blaze. They must have come before, and been Ghost Riders before. So it would be cool if we could see them at some point. Perhaps uh, we probably won't. Um, but no, I have no, I have no idea as to how they're gonna kind of bring him in or anything like that. And I think it's probably gonna at least be a few episodes before we first see. Um, Robbie Ray as as, uh, as Ghost Rider, um, but if I remember correctly, in the comics, uh, only Ghost Rider, uh, it was that he obviously lived in like the Hispanic hood or whatever, and then it's his uncle, his dead uncle, uh, was the actual spirit that caused him to yeah, that's right, absolutely, res- yeah. resurrected him and caused him to, uh, to 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 become Ghost Rider. It's like his uncle. He doesn't find out for quite a while. His uncle Eli, I think his name was. Um, but yeah, I mean, if they if they if they, they may as well just go for that. I mean, I, I don't see as to how, how they're going to change it. But as to how the agents of Shield will get involved, uh, how well how Shield will get involved, uh, I have no idea. Um, but but yeah, that's the kind of the beginning of his story after he accidentally. I think he, he doesn't steal a car. He's racing in a car that's got drugs in the back of it. And there's this whole stuff with, what's the guy called, Mr. Hyde? Yeah. But he's yeah, already Mr. been Hyde. done before, so yeah. I don't even think, I think they'll do like a variation of it because uh, he was kind of like a leader of this gang, the blue, uh, like who dealt with these uh, these drugs that kind of turned people into like these massive monsters and that. But um, but yeah, no, I, have, I have no idea where they're going to go, but this is what Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. should have always been. It should have always been a way to showcase uh, kind of characters who weren't going to get their own movies or series. So they should do definitely more of this stuff, definitely. And they have done bits of that. They have, like, when you had the episode with Lady Sif in it and whatnot, and they did an episode featuring a Kree, uh, they did an episode featuring an Asgardian. It was that guy from Ghostbusters 2, um, Janos. Janos? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was him. Right, it? He yeah. played an Asgardian and stuff like that. <laughs> and also... Lorelai, who was uh, uh, Amora's sister, I think it is. She featured in an episode. They should do more stuff like that because that is what will keep kind of like, well, kind of your more hardcore Marvel fans kind of coming back if you've got kind of more obscure characters and showcasing them, yeah. But yeah, mm. I think it's cool that they did it. Some people have been bitching online saying, oh, you should get his own movie. It's like not everyone can have their own movie, mate. This is the kind of like better in a way. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, no, that's fine. I mean, I'm totally happy with the the character being on TV, to be quite frank. Um, It's one of the things I thought they should have done, as you did, when um, 
Agents of Agents of Shield was was announced as a concept and, and when they were going forward with it. Um, as you rightly said, you can't have everybody in the movies. It's just not going to work. Um, you know, regardless of how passionate you happen to be about that character. Um, so this kind of works perfectly for him. Um, so yeah, it'd be it'd be very interesting. I assume that that they're going to reference um, Johnny Cage. Um, sorry, not Johnny Cage. Um, Johnny Blaze. Johnny Blaze. Yeah, that's it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I assume they're going to reference Johnny Blaze in there as well. Um, Richard, are you back now? Yeah. Can you, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. I can hear you. Yeah. Oh my God! I shit myself. I swear to God, man. I thought I was gonna miss this. Sh- oh my God! Like bloody hell! Yeah, I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> okay, and uh, do me a favor, please. Turn off the vibration on your phone. Okay. Yeah, because it keeps coming up on the recording. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I've done it, man. Stop moaning. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You're so what's with me? So we were saying um, about the uh, Ghost Rider. Um, I yeah. don't know how much of that you caught um, before you, you left us. But, um, yeah, we were talking about kind of uh, where we think the, the Robbie Reyes character is going to fit in with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And, um, Alvin was making the point, and the point that I agree with really, that there isn't really room um, in the cinematic universe for so many characters. Um, because he was saying, you know, a lot of people were saying, oh, why is Ghost Rider not going to be on, on in a movie, and, and da, da, da. Um, but, you know, I was saying, I think this is perfect for him, because, I mean, I, again, going back to our Netflix conversation, but I don't know um, if you remember when we were kind of talking about um, Daredevil back in the day, um, you know, one of the things I always said was that TV show would be perfect for him because he's a lawyer by day and a vigilante by night. Like, yeah. you don't really need a, a, a movie for that. You know, a TV show would, would be perfect. You could have like a legal procedural one part and then the other part him kicking ass. Um, and for me, you know, Ghost Rider works well in, in that way. It, it doesn't have to be um, on the big screen. So um, it, it's a sensible thing to do, I think, to. to use the character in that facility and I wonder if that means we're going to see some of the other darker um, Marvel characters coming out and um, you know maybe I'll finally get my Night Stalkers movie <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but um, you know I, I, I do wonder if it opens the door for that but um, yeah did you want to add anything about uh, Ghost Rider? And um, well I mean to tell you that I've never really been a, a Ghost Rider fan um, it just didn't really do anything for me um, like I said, I mean, it's, it's the same thing that I'd mentioned when, when we mentioned, when, you know, when we were talking about Doctor Strange earlier. It's like, because, um, I mean, from what I can gather, like, everything in, in a, everything in the Marvel Cinematic Universe so far has been some form of science-based, you know, technology. So, like we said, like, we look at Asgard, and I remember Thor, like, I always say that, you know, Thor says to, you know, one of the Avengers, you know, what you call magic is just our version of science. So, uh, so I'm interested to see like how or what's actually going to be, you know, the 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 origin of this Ghost Rider's power. Is it going to be from a demon? Is it going to be some form of technology, technology, technology-based science or or technology-based magic or something? That that's what I'm more more interested in in you know in seeing. Like I said, I'm not a fan of the character per se, but I'm just I'm I'm really I'm really interested in to see like where. All of these Marvel TV shows or films are, are heading because they seem they seem to be like expanding on the universe ever slow slowly but surely. So so that that's my main thing that's got me interested in, in the Ghost Rider, um and you know and also I was never I'm never never really been a fan of the Agents of Shield TV show, 
to tell the truth. Um, but I mean, I mean, but when he does pop up on the screen, I, I, it's something I'll definitely, you know, take a peep at. Maybe just watch the episodes that he's in, and um, and hope that um, Johnny Blaze comes in and takes over Robbie. So yeah, man, I'm, I'm old school like that. Boo! Move with the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Well, let's wrap up the uh, Marvel chat because we spent a long time on that. Um, so let's move on to uh, well, their former neighbors. DC, uh, DC Comics, or DC Films, really, because it's really DC Films that, that um, had the, the big, big presentation uh, at Comic-Con this year. Um, there was one trailer that, that dropped in particular that people seemed to shit their pants for, quite frankly, um, which was, of course, the Justice League trailer. Um, now, I think the, the trailer itself is, is not so much a trailer, but more kind of footage that was shown to... Uh, some of the journalists who were invited on that set visit to, to London um, earlier in the year. Uh, so I think it's pretty much just a, a culmination of, of the kind of things that, that they showed them. Um, what did you make of the Justice League trader, Rich? Um, what did you think of it? Were you um, impressed by it? Were you not so impressed by it? Were you, are you super pumped? Um, what, what did you think of it all? Uh, I, I liked it. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I liked it. I I generally it, it was it was it was just an enjoyable romp for me to tell the truth. Um, I know there was a quite there were quite a few people who were saying that you know they felt that Batman was was a bit too jovial, and and, and stuff like this. And I, and to a to a certain degree, I I can I can definitely agree with that. Um, because you know Batman has always been that that serious you know hard face you know not showing any form of emotions type of person, but. The only thing I could think of in defense for that was that after this whole battle um, that happened with him, Wonder Woman versus Doomsday, and he knows that there's another battle coming, he's generally happy. He's found another purpose in life. There is the, you know, you get these little flashes or these little conversations between Batman and Alfred, and and, Bradford, and Alfred is basically telling Batman that you, you're becoming a, a bitter, twisted person. You, you're losing sight. You just, you just want to hurt things. So this this could be you know the reason why Batman is all of a sudden happy because he's found a new purpose you know there, there's somebody else who's going to be riding by his side who's who's rem, who's reminded him that what it what it means to be a superhero um, so so I, so I found that quite enjoyable a bit off putting but like I said that's that's my reason that's the reason why Bruce Wayne is a bit happier than normal um, I like the whole um, uh, Aquaman. I like the tape that done in Aquaman. He he generally is just like king of the you know king of the seas, but he is this salty sea dog. Like you know he likes to have a drink. He looks like someone that likes to have a scrap. Um, he's got the tattoos. Um, he's almost got like that that rock star kind of presence, uh, which uh, which I'm really looking forward to you know looking forward to see on screen. Um, Barry Allen. I'm not sure if I'm happy with the way how he was portrayed as being a bit of a special, so to speak. <laughs> But then uh, I suppose the only th- I could suppose the only reason they've gone that route is because they don't wanna they're basically maybe trying to make this version of Barry Allen different to the the version of Barry Allen, the version of Barry Allen that we have on the TV show of the Flash, um, even to way how the powers are being portrayed on screen and and stuff like that. Um, but the, but the introduction and and the, the conversation between him and Bruce Wayne was I think was 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 really really good. Um, the one that I didn't really get a feel for was uh, was Cyborg. Cyborg just didn't do it for me. And his suit looked a bit too um 
CGI'd. And when I mean CGI'd, because that's exactly what it is, as in, like, it just didn't really look very good. But, um, but, but all in all, I, I really, I really like the trailer. Like, you know, I know that is Zack Snyder directing it, so I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not gonna, you know, hold my, my, my hopes too high. But from what I saw in that, I, I, I was happy. Cool, cool. Alvin, what did you think, man? Yeah, I thought mostly it looked pretty good. I mean, I love the way kind of like the flash looked and that, and his suit, and the kind of how different, how it looks more like kind of like the one in the comic than the one in the TV show does in comparison to the one in the comic, and it looked maneuverable as well. Um, but I, I didn't, I wasn't a fan of. Um, I thought it was a bit weird as to what they did with Barry Allen. I was like, no, nah, I just, I just thought, why make him all kind of just like like Richard special and that, and he just seemed like a, a bit of a weird. A bit of a weird kid, and I was just kind of like, "Why though? I mean, because it's meant to be funny, or what? Or uh, and that scene also reminds me way too much of uh, of obviously that scene from Civil War uh, between Tony Stark and uh, and Peter Parker. Um, but yeah, and no, as a whole, I think it looked pretty interesting. Um, Cyborg, or well, Cyborg for me, he's like his his costume, his outfit. It just, it just looks dated to me anyway. So translating <laughs> that on, so translating that onto film was just like it just doesn't do anything for me. I wish if if they're going for like the new Fifty Two version where it's uh, uh, kind of like a apocalyptic uh, technology that's kind of like uh, caused them to uh, survive whatever. What? How did he get his? Oh, completely forgotten. But yeah, whatever happened to him to mash up his body? Yeah. If they if they're using technology from uh, apocalypse, uh, then surely it should look bioorganic or something rather than yeah. kind of like an Iron Man suit or something like that. I don't get why yeah. it looks like. That. It should look. It should kind of fit in with. It should look kind of like a naked human, but not naked. You know, and there's like bits of biotech in his body. That's what it. That's what it should look like to me. And if they handed me that character to kind of rewrite and redo, that's how I'd freaking do it. But obviously, you don't really get a sense of him because you see him one time. He's in a in his varsity jacket, and then yeah. the next time you see him, he's saying something to Batman. I didn't think you were real. It's just like, yeah. uh, all right. And then there's a joke that Batman says. The joke, it, it should, the trailer's such a shift in tone in compared to BVS as well. Yeah, that it that it is a little bit jarring. Mm. You know what I mean? You did you did kind of go, oh, hold, hold up a sec. You know what I mean? Why is why is it so happy all of a sudden? I, I like that they've kind of done that, but it's like. You, you don't have to go so yeah. far, you know. I mean, you can you can take baby steps towards it, but you know, obviously, someone at Warner Brothers was whipping snacks Zack Snyder's back mm. and made him go for a really kind of like jovial tone. But now, overall, pretty good. It looks all right. Looks like it could be a good time. So yeah, it should hopefully be uh, be cool. Cool. So yeah, I mean, for me. To be quite frank, I'm on the fence with Justice League as a whole. Um, with the trailer, I thought it was okay, but um, I wasn't that wowed by it, to be perfectly frank. Um, I'll start with the positives. I did like... Um, I love the fact that Jason Momoa is playing Aquaman. Um, it's so good to actually see like a Polynesian or somebody of Polynesian heritage playing Aquaman and not a bloody blonde white man. Like, <laughs> What sense does that make? So I'm happy that they've actually got somebody. And on top of that, because Jason Momoa just looks like a freaking badass in, in whatever he does. 
Um, you know, whether he's Cal Drogo, whether he was in that rubbish uh, Sylvester Sloan film, I can't even remember the name of it now. <laughs> Put it to the head. <laughs> yes, that's the one. Thank you, Richard. Um, but he was the best thing about that film, like the only thing worth watching in that film. Um, you know, he, he just got a real charisma and, and a presence about him. Even the Conan remake, again, like he was let down by a crappy script. You know, he, he, he could have nailed that role if he had, you know, some, some better script to work with. So I think um, he's going to win big out of this um, Justice League movie for sure. Um, he's definitely going to be the standout, I think, um, with audiences. Um, and just the way that the trader kind of treats him with, with that respect and, and the character with that respect as well, um, I think is, is going to ensure that he's a big hit. So, um, yeah, he's, he's a big plus for me. Um, visually, it kind of all looks good, I guess. Um, it's still got that horrible Zack Snyder dark tint to everything, where it's all kind of got this kind of grungy sheen over the film, and he it, 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 it just seems to have this massive problem with colours. I don't know why, but he, he just wants to wash out everything. Um, basically, my problem with this, this trailer is Zack Snyder. Like, I'm, I've really gone off of his his style of filmmaking. Um, and it just seems awash with with all of his Snyderisms, you know. Um, the humour, to me, felt very forced. Um, and I was somebody who wanted more humour in, in DC films. Um, but as you said, Alv, it feels like they've kind of... It, it's almost like, you know, um, say you're having a conversation with somebody. And, um, you know, they're making a cup of tea. And they put in, like, half a teaspoon of sugar. And you say to them... Oh, don't you want a bit more sugar than that? You know, it's probably not going to taste that great with half a teaspoon. And they go, oh, I should put more sugar in. Oh, okay, then. And they take the entire sugar canister and pour it into their cup. That's what it feels like to me. It feels like he's kind of gone, oh, more humor. Okay, I'll make everything funny. And it's like, no, you don't, you don't need to do that. Like, you could, you know, if you're working with, with good writers and good actors, they'll be able to draw the humour out of the scenes themselves, you know, because that's what they do. But it just feels like he's kind of tried to shoehorn lots of humour into, into the film. Um, and again, I'm, I'm judging the film on, on like a two-minute trailer, which uh, I know is silly. Um, but this was just my takeaway from it. Um, Wonder Woman, uh, they've changed her look in this film, um, certainly for the, the trailer, it, she looks a bit weird. She looks like she's been on the beach somewhere. Like, her skin's really tanned and her hairstyle's different. Um, yeah, I guess, like, she's been chilling on the Femascara beaches and, and tanning in between times. Um, so I'm not too sure about that. Um, Cyborg, like, why they're, they're struggling to get a Cyborg right, I don't know. It's fairly simple, you would think, from a a design point of view to, to get that right. So why he kind of looks like a transformer, I don't know. Um, but yeah, that, that seems like a misstep to me. Um, Flash, I really like Flash's armor and, and the design of the costume. I think that's kind of cool. Um, they needed to do something different, obviously, to differentiate him from um, Grant Gustin's uh, Flash on TV. Um, and I think they've done that, and uh, you know, it, it kind of incorporates the Injustice video game vibe um, to it as well. But uh, yeah, again, the way the characters kind of portrayed in the trailer, it's a bit odd. I mean, e Ezra Miller's like good. Um, he is good. Um, he was in uh, that movie. We need to talk about Kevin. Uh, I don't know if you two have seen that. Um, I've heard of it. Book. Yeah. But um, I've heard you know, of it. that that. 
you've heard of it, yeah? Yeah. yeah. That book and the movie, um, you know, are obviously about, like, um, troubled teens, and he plays that kind of role very well. Um, mm. Here, he does... He do, he is quite funny in in the the back and forth with Bruce Wayne, but there's just yeah. something off about the whole thing that I'm not I'm not too sure about. Um, ben Affleck looks okay, I guess, as as Batman. Um, the new armor and the new costume design look cool. Um, and those people who are burying the mother box at the beginning, I don't know if they were supposed to be like the new gods or just like a group of random people in armor just burying a mother box but um, I, I, I thought I thought they were Vi- I thought they were Vikings because in the trailer yeah. they were saying that you know mm. a, a, something's coming and it's been and they were kind of alluding that this isn't the first time that they've tried to come to earth so I just assumed that it was like you know just Vikings you know having fought against dark side people and somehow mm, managed to maybe. put it off and it just it, you know like what you know that like basically what they which is um what they did in them um, you know like Captain America at the beginning where it shows, um, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, with like the whatever people and the the, the Norse gods having hidden the the, the tesseract in wherever you know to keep it safe. So I, I, just, I just assumed that, that that's the that's the aim, the the, um, the direction they were going with that. Well, but sorry to interrupt, Karen. Hmm. No, no, that's cool. Um, yeah, I mean that that was kind of all I wanted to say. Really, I wasn't too sure about the the trailer as a whole. As um, visually, it looks stunning. Yeah. But um, as it always does with Zack Snyder, but I just there, there's I'm still kind of burdened by what <laughs> we experienced with Batman v Superman. I know we haven't talked about it on the podcast yet. Trust me, listeners, we're going to get to that one, and it's going to be a doozy. But um, I'm still kind of burdened with what went down with that. Um, I'm not convinced that I've seen enough change in between that and this to to think that there's going to be a different approach other than said the very forced humor that we've seen so far um so for me i'm i'm pretty much where justice league is concerned i'm on the fence until i see like a proper trailer where it's been cut together with a bit more footage and a little bit more context um yeah i'm very much on the fence with that one um did anybody want to add anything else or, on justice league yeah or, or yeah yeah two things yeah um, okay, the first thing. So obviously, I just just in case, I just hopefully um, I'm speaking on behalf of my, or my or myself and probably for Alvin as well. But the the comment that we made about um, Barry, Barry Allen being special, if anybody takes any offence in the in the term that we used, uh, we're not in any way was it meant to be rude? We're just meant we're just basically saying that his the way how he's portrayed as a character is something completely 100% different to how the character of Barry Allen is portrayed in the comics. And uh, so yeah, so was it in there? If anybody takes any form of offence, uh, please don't um, don't bombard us with any form of hate mail underneath our YouTube channel. That's number one. Uh, I don't I don't really apologise very often unless I'm unless I'm found wrong. Um, number two, um, I'll tell you one of the things that that I was um, surprised they didn't do or put into this uh, cut scenes of like the Justice League because to me it looked like the Justice League trailer was kind of them forcing it. Like I think I think DC as 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 films right now I think they're kind of struggling and they're kind of shitting themselves. And um, but one of the things I'm surprised they didn't do was put any form of reference of Superman in, into this into this cutscene into these um into this rough cut. I was actually surprised about that because um this is the mm-hmm. first time where it's like 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 you know like Jason like me and you do, and, and and Alvin as well we always discuss that DC they they t- they tend to think that they can't do anything without the Holy Trinity. 
if nobody knows what the Holy Trinity is, it's basically Batman, Superman, and the, and the Wonder Woman. And if you're Catholic, it's the Holy Spirit and the other two guys, yeah. And if you're a Sabbath, <laughs> it's the and, other two and guys. If, yeah, yeah. And then that <laughs> well, Jesus guy. That, 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 that dude apparently came from from heaven somewhere. The yeah, son of yeah. God or something. <laughs> and, 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 and and if you're a sci-fi fan, the Holy Trinity is the original Star Wars. So you know, so, so but basically, I'm really surprised that they've said, okay, listen, let's just leave Henry Cavill to it. And let's just deal with these characters for for the moment. Yeah, yeah. That 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 kind of they're still playing the stupid game that Superman's dead. Oh, he's dead. Like, yeah. <laughs> like really, really, like that. But you know what? That's what you get when you try to shoehorn in the death of Superman storyline into a movie that didn't need it. That's what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, we'll get to that. <laughs> God, Rich. <laughs> Um, yeah, so the, it was the, those are the two points that, that I wanted to make. Cool, cool. Alpha, did you want to add anything else, mate? Uh, nah, nah, not really. Nah. Cool. All right, yeah, let's leave Justice League alone before I get angry. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we also had, um, from DC Films, we had Wonder Woman. Uh, we had a trailer, we had a panel, um with Gal Gadot, I realise that you apparently pronounce her surname Gadot. Gadot always seems like more stylish to me, so I'm going to keep calling her Gadot. Sorry, Gal. But, um, <laughs> yeah, Gal Gadot <laughs> and um, the director, Patty Jenkins, were there, and uh, Chris Pine was there as well, I think. Um, and they showed us, as I said, the, the first official trailer for Wonder Woman. Um, I really enjoyed the trailer. I was quite surprised, because when they showed... The first set of footage, remember when they were, um, before Batman v Superman came out, they were kind of doing a big push on television about, um, you know, the birth of the, the DC film universe, um, and what kind of things were in store and what they had planned for Justice League and things like that. Um, the Wonder Woman footage they showed wasn't very um, convincing at all. But this trailer looks a whole heap better whole heap better. Um, it just looks like it's it's been better filmed. Um, it looks like they're sticking to the, the, the kind of um, Greek goddess type origins that, that she has. I love um, the shots of Themyscira. Um, that looks beautiful. I, I don't know where it was actually filmed. I, I think it was in one of the Greek islands, but I'm not 100% sure. But yeah, it, look, it looked amazing. Um, Chris Pine seemed Fine as, as Steve Trevor, um, from what we could tell. Um, I couldn't really tell too much about who the major villain was. I'm guessing it's going to be Hades, um, because it's normally um, Hades. Uh, sorry, not Hades, Ares. Um, so I'm guessing it's going to be Ares at some point. Uh, but all in all, I mean, visually, it looked bloody amazing. I mean, it, it, that looked like it was directed by Zack Snyder to me, the, the way that it was um, kind of shot. And, um, that scene where she takes on the soldiers in inside the cavern, um, and she does like the the Wonder Woman knee slide, <laughs> which I think is going to become like her special signature move because I'm sure she does it in BBS as well. Um, that looked fantastic, um, and yeah, I'm 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 actually really looking forward to the, the movie now. Um, Rich, what did you think, man? Um, I I enjoyed it. Um, I really enjoyed that trailer. Um, I like the fact that um that you know they're taking they're going back to the essence of Wonder Woman, uh, of you know, of placing her in like you know, like World War was it World World War Two, right? It is World War Two. Yeah, yeah, World, World War Two. Is it World, World War One? 
Oh yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, World One. So I mean, like you can see that they've, you see that they've kind of taken a bit of a, uh, of a of a hint out of out of Marvel's book, with uh, well, with what they did with Captain America, when uh, you know, like he had all these like superhero films come out, and then Captain America came, and that it was essentially like a, uh, you know, like a nod, or homage to like the the 1940s serials that used to watch with uh, these, you know, these amazing soldiers going into battle. So I'm interested to see how they're gonna how they're gonna deal with that. Um, from what I saw of the of the, of the trailer, I wasn't st- stupidly impressed with um with uh, with Gal Gadot. To tell the truth, um, I mean I think I think she was okay, but the person who I mean but I mean whatever she did on screen physically was was really was really really good, but the person who seemed to hold it together for me was Chris Pine. Like I mean, Chris Chris Pine's a, I think is a really good actor. He's a really good actor, you know. Anyway, but he he really held that trailer together for me. Like um, so I'm hoping that he's a character that we're going to see quite a bit of. I mean, obviously he's going to be playing Wonder Woman's love interest, and um, but yeah, but I mean the the trailer as a whole, I, I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed it. Hmm. Yeah, Alvin, what did you think? Well, the first thing that I noticed is that there's actually color in this film. You can actually <laughs> make out. That her costume is is more of a vibrant red and a vibrant blue rather than the washed out Zack Snyder colours, which was nice <laughs> to see. Uh, and yeah, who do colours existed, eh? Yeah, oh yeah, who do colours would be nice to see on a fucking movie screen in a dark cinema? Who fucking knew? But yeah, no, it looked good, man. I thought like obviously they showed a bit of fighty stuff, which looked pretty cool and all that business. Uh, like Rich was saying, I'm not. Incredibly impressed with with Gal Gadot. Um, I mean, she seemed okay. Uh, did, didn't seem that much to whatever she was doing. But I kind of like did like the story beats of like her seeing a man for the first time uh, in meeting Steve, as she'd never seen a dude before, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I can't wait to see her discover the wider world. I think that's what will probably be the most interesting thing about it. Like her going out into the world with Steve and seeing what's going on and all that business. Um, yeah, no, it, it looked pretty good. Uh, uh, again, it's like, I'm not super excited for it. I'm definitely going to go and see it because, you know, I'm kind of a slave for this kind of thing, you know. I mean, the show, the trailer, I'm not seeing it anyway, regardless to what I think. Um, but no, apart from that, I rec- uh, well, obviously it's got Chris Pine in it, so obviously Captain Kirk. So there's going to be some fucking somewhere. Someone's going to get banged. And, um, <laughs> and yeah. And yeah, no, I just thought it looked pretty cool. I just, I just thought it looked pretty decent. And yeah, I'm just looking forward to, to seeing it as to how it fits in. Because if it's just an origin story for the sake of an origin story, it's like, what the fuck is the point in that? And I have a feeling that it might be just there just to be there. You know what I mean? And I hope that's not the case. I hope it leads to something important. Because otherwise, why tell this story? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, fair enough. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think it's good. Like I said, I think it, this is going to be their Captain America, hmm. where, where it's going, to, where it's going to link into yeah, everything with like what's coming with the, with the Justice League. Um, I'll, right tell you the, I'll tell you the other thing that. Yeah, I, I really hope so. I mean, like, I mean, I know that there's there's pride in saying like, well, you want to you want to be different to to certain things, but it, it generally would make sense, like you said, instead of it just being an origin story, uh, that'd be a waste of my time. Um, but uh, or waste of all of our time, to tell the truth. But the thing that I really did enjoy, and it's something that they did, you did kind of see in Batman vs Superman. But because of like, like you said, because of Zack Snyder's Zack Snyder's style of like using washed out colors, it didn't really translate onto screen too much. And plus, there just seemed to be a, a bit too much happening. But in this trailer, you see her lasso of truth, oh, and yeah. it looks fucking awesome. 
It's all glowing looks and shit. Awesome, looks fucking awesome, Yeah, yeah. Looks awesome, mm-hmm. and I was, I was really happy with that. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, that's one. Of, I mean, that's one of the things that they. The thing about Wonder Woman, like, if if she when she's not dealt with properly, they just make her the Amazon who can fly, depending who writes her, or can jump really fast, or sorry, jump really high, or they just make her super strong and super fast. But she has got these these, these array of weapons that she does use, and like I said, I mean, you do see it in Batman vs Superman, but I really hope they delve into this thing because um. Uh, the, the whole gauntlets that she's got, the headband that she's got, the lasso of truth. I'm sure her boots can do something as well, and I'm sure you see something in the trailer where you see like a, like a spark come off from the boots before she does some some something spectacular. But um, physically, and I mean the, the the powers of of Wonder Woman, they seem to they seem to really stuck to you know stuck true to the to to the source material. So, so that really seems interesting. It's just um I think Gal Gadot really really is gonna have to prove herself. Now and and try not to live off the laurels of you know what she was able to pull off in Batman versus Superman, but um but either way I'm 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 quite excited for it. So that that was that, that was my last couple of points I wanted to add into that. Cool, thanks, Rich. Um, yeah, I mean with with Gal Gadot, I mean to, for me, um, I I was quite vocal in the fact that I didn't think she was going to be a good choice at all I, you know, I was not impressed with what she did in Fast and the Furious but to give her some due um, apart from a few wobbly moments in BBS she was generally quite good um, and I think with this movie because she's got a director who actually knows how to work with actors um, in Patty Jenkins um, I think there's going to be somebody there who will actually guide her through the, the film properly. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that what we'll see, because we saw it already in the trailer, in the bits that I saw, I thought, hmm, that's, the, you know, her, her delivery's actually improved. She's emoting and she's, you know, kind of reacting to, to things in a way. So I think that kind of gives me a bit more hope for, for her performance because of, of who she's around. Plus she's got Chris Pine with her as well, as said, who's... Um, a very good actor as well, um, and it just looks like they've surrounded her with you know the best kind of cast. And um, Diane Kruger's playing her mother as well. I forgot about that. Um, okay. And, and um, again, excellent actress. So you know she's got solid people around her, and I don't think um, Patty Jenkins is the kind of director that's just going to go look um, just just do something over there while I um, while I find a way to darken the scene a little bit more. Hmm. Everything look you know kind of brown and orange and um, yeah I'm going to shoot you from the bottom up. But, yeah, sorry that was another side of dick. But um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I think um, you know I, I I do feel a bit more um, positive uh, about her in the movie um, and I do think she will do the character justice. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed she will. Um, okay, so we're kind of running out of time here, lads, so we're going to have to whip through things real quick. Um, so let's go over uh, Suicide Squad. Uh, they showed a little bit more footage of it. Um, I'm super stoked for Suicide Squad. I don't really need to say anything else about it. I'm just super stoked and that's that. <laughs> so roll on next week because I'll be there watch, uh, getting my ticket. Um Alvin, you you stoked for Suicide Squad? Yeah, man, the movie looks sick. It's all it's looked good from day one. Like, I, I'd be shocked if I go and see this and it turns out to be a piece of shit. Like, literally, I'd be like, fucking, they got us good, and it's not even April the first if that actually happens. You know <laughs> I mean, but 
I doubt it will. I reckon it'll be sick. And yeah, man, it's what next week is it? The fifth of August. Hmm. Yeah, I believe so, it's the fifth so of yeah. August. It's out. Yeah. Um, so I've yeah, seen man, a few people. Said... Yeah, sorry, mate. I've seen a few people like kind of um, not happy with uh, you know a few of the casting choices and things like that. But for I said. From what I've seen, um, from what I know of the Suicide Squad comics as well, because I used to read them again um, when I was very young. Um, you know, somebody said to me, go out and make a Suicide Squad movie. Here's, you know, 50 or $100 million. That's probably the movie I would make based on those trailers. It, it would have mm. that kind of tone. It would have that kind of look. It would have that kind of style. Um, it would have those character um, representations. Um there's a lot of people who, well, not a lot, but there's a, a, a vocal minority who are not happy about Jared Leto being the Joker. Um, but I'm willing to give it a go, and you know, we'll see, we'll see what what comes up on the screen. I mean, there's nothing that I've seen in the trailer so far that, that makes me think that he's going to be a poor Joker in any way. So, yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see. Rich, want to add anything, man? Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited. Like I've been said, like from the very first trailer, um, like it hasn't stepped a foot wrong. And um and and I think that's and, and that's I think that's the first time in a long time uh, that that's happened for me. Like I mean, like even I mean I mean I probably apart from Star Wars, but then with Star Wars, I mean it's one of those things where it's like if you're a Star Wars fan, <laughs> the, the, the you know the passion runs so deep that to a certain degree, like if you see, if you see something wrong with it, you 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 know you you give it a bit of a bypass. But for um a comic book or for a film based on a comic book, which is based on what to be will we consider to the majority of the viewers who want comic book fans like C lists or like nobodies apart from Joker? Um, it just seems that DC have got their version of as it stands so far they've got their version of um, of Guardians of the Galaxy, where it's just going to be that that feel good movie of like people who aren't the best but just trying to do the best they can do, um, and the trailer just seems just just really really works. So like 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 I've said if if this film ends up being shit. I'm going to be surprised, like, like generally. I like, I, I, won't, I don't even know how that's even possible. Like, if if the film is shit, then you know, you know what they should do? They should literally just cut the trailers back to back for about an hour and a half and just release that in the cinema, and I'll go and see that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. But um, but yeah, I'm I'm super I'm stupidly excited to go and see that man. Like, just cool. I'm, I'm, I can't I can't mm-hmm. wait. Okay, well, wicked. Um, well, there was some other stuff that that happened at the the uh, DC Films panel, they brought out the different directors and they all kind of spoke a little bit about um, what they were doing with their forthcoming projects. Um, but there was nothing really major that we learned um, from that, so I think we can kind of skip over that. As I said, time is, is pressing at the moment, so I don't think it's a problem to, to kind of gloss over that. Um, so aside from uh, the big two, obviously, in the, the, the big two movie panels, there's a couple of things, guys, I'm just going to run through quickly. You can just kind of give me two or three word thoughts about it and then we'll, we'll bounce on from that. Um, so the first thing was the uh, announcement of a new Star Trek uh, TV show um, which was going to be called Star Trek Discovery. I believe it's going to be on Netflix um, in 2017. Um, and the producer on it is Brian Fuller, um, the guy who is doing American Gods, which we'll mention as well, um, and previously did Hannibal. Um, which I said is, I've already said, is a series very close to my heart. Um, thoughts on Star Trek Discovery, yay or nay? Yay. 
I'm going nay because it's set between, um, well, apparently it's set between uh, Enterprise and the original series, and I think go for the future, don't do the past. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Oh, I and didn't know that. I, 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 yeah, I thought that, I thought the TV series was set in the same universe as um, the TV as as the as the movies, the reboot movies. No, or was that no, not no, the case? No. no, this is the original no. timeline. I mm, see. In that case, uh, you know what it is the reason why I'd have to go nay then is because like they've. I mean, in no disrespect to you know to 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 the original series, like when it's been good, it's been good and it's been amazing. Yeah. So, but now that you've, they've they've set up this new universe with with you know with the Chris Pine cast, like run with that. Like there's there's nothing wrong with it. Like like work with it. Like don't don't back yourself into a corner again. Like I, I don't know. It, it actually makes sense. Like I think Alvin, what the, the 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 comment you made of like like going back to the past. Like don't don't do that. Just just stick with what you like. Stick with what you know. Stick with what works. If it's not broken, don't fix it. So um now I'm actually gonna have to do, sit down and do a bit more research on that and see what. See what the actual premise is behind it, because now I'm not so no, I'm not that much excited. Um, mm. so so nay, I changed my mind. Nay, send me right. to the gallows. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so there was. Uh, let's quickly whiz through this as well. There was the preacher panel. Um, you guys have, have you both pretty much finished watching preacher now? No, I only did the first episode. I've not. I've not had time to watch the rest. Right. Um, okay. I've done the first few, but um, but I need to I need to rewatch them again. Okay, because I've only watched like the first two episodes so far. Yeah. Um, so I need to get hold of the other ones. Um, but yeah, I love the show so far. Um, and they pretty much confirmed there's a preacher season two coming. So, yay! Good news, right? Yeah, yeah no, no, I love the show. Good what I saw, yeah. Cool, cool, fantastic. Um, we got a couple of trailers as well. We got um, there was a new Blair Witch Project. Uh, movie trailer. I completely forgot that they were doing a new Blair Witch movie. Apparently it was uh, shot like I think last year. Um, yeah, it was mid last year they were filming it. But I completely forgot because Blair Witch has been so far off my radar that I, I didn't even know that was still a thing um, until they released this trailer at Comic Con. Um, the trailer looks pretty good. Looks like quite tense, um, you know, and, and there's some good jump scares in there, which is what you want from a horror film, I guess. But um, is there anybody really that interested in Blair Witch anymore, um, Rich? Well, I don't know. You know what it is like. I think the only Blair Witch project film that was good was the second one. I mean, second was the first one, uh, and that was. In, you know what? In saying that, if you look at the the people that the, the you know that these horror films are actually trying to trying to appeal to now, some of these people weren't even around when the original Blair Witch Project came out. If you if you think about it, um, so yeah, so I so I mean let's put it this way: if we've forgotten even about it, if we even forgot about the Blair Witch Project, how much more you know are the are the younger generation gonna find this thing in, 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 you know entertaining? Although um, they they are suckers, you know I'm sounding really, really I'm sounding ageist, aren't I? Fuck me, man! <laughs> I'm showing my age, isn't it? It, must, it, it, it? it could even be like, hey man, you're just you're just angry at the young people because they can run faster than you now. No, it's not even about that, brother. Maybe a little bit, but it's not even about that. <laughs> yeah. But um, I just I just think that um, it's it's, it's not needed. And and I I remember like the the people who created the Blair Witch saying that it was always meant to be a trilogy and that there was like always a bigger story behind it. But you know, this this might be this might be the Star Wars prequels. You know, be careful what you wish for because when you get it, like you just want to take a 
shit and just forget. <laughs> like, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. I'm, I'm not stoked. Get, you might get a Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not stoked on this at, at all. <laughs> cool. Alvin? Uh, I literally don't give a shit. Like, not to be mean, but I could, you can I take mine, Alvin. You can take mine. Not <laughs> <laughs> asked about this. Like when they said there's a new trailer for a new Blair Witch, I was like, "What is this? 2001? Like nobody, like who the fuck cares? Don't give a shit. Move, move on. Next thing, please, Jason." Cool. Fair enough. That's good enough for me. Um, another trailer, Kong Skull Island, um, which is uh, I. Guess is kind of like a reboot for King Kong and, and like kind of the King Kong franchise. Don't know a huge amount about it. Um, I've heard rumors about them possibly crossing it over with uh, Godzilla and, and, and kind of doing something along those lines. Um, only thing I have to say about this trailer is that um, looks okay, but was really disappointed that Samuel Jackson has not called King Kong a motherfucker yet. For um, <laughs> movie, um, if he does that, that will make my fucking day, and I'll be happy. Um, guys, anything to add? Um, it, it was okay. Um, I told you, I haven't actually seen the rebooted King Kong that was done by Peter Jackson. Um, I heard it was. It, I think it got split reviews. So like, some people said it was mm. really, really good, reimagining of it, and then some people just said, "Well, like, well, you're wasting your time." Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it was lackluster. Um, it's average at best. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean, the only thing, yeah, I mean, Samuel Jackson, just because he's a guilty pleasure, um, and when he's good, he really is good. Uh, Tom Hiddleston, um, I'd, I'd, I'd see it for him because I, th- I think he really is a, a decent actor. Um, I do find it a bit odd because I mean, like the from what I can see, that the past few roles he has been, play, they they have been a bit more action based. Um, I'm not sure if if they're trying to, you know. Train him up, or you know, gear him up to put him in the minds of the of, of of the people, so they can try and push him maybe to be this new 007. But um, but yeah, I, 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 would I see it if if I get the chance to maybe see it for free? I might even. But will I go up my way to go and see Kong um Skull Island? Um, I don't think so. So um, I'm not gonna say yay or nay. I'm just gonna say um, I don't don't care. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Alvin. Yeah, as long as they don't do what they do with Godzilla and fucking not show all the fucking wicked. Oh bits. my god! You know I mean? <laughs> and you know, hopefully it should be all right. Samuel L. Jackson, that's a plus. Uh, so's bloody Tom Hiddleston and uh, what's her face, Brie Larson as well. Um, she is in it, right? Or yeah, she, she is. is in it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah she, she is. is. Yeah. 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 She is. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it, it could be okay. It could be alright, but yeah, just don't fucking not show the fight scenes, which is why everyone's fucking there. And it can't be any worse than that that 1970s Godzilla, um, King Kong remake uh, did. So you know, I like that one. Uh, Faye Dunaway, yeah. Jeff Bridges. It's Faye. It's Faye Dunaway Faye and um, yeah. what's the the dude and the dude? What's the yeah. dude? Yeah, Jeff Bridges. Dude, yeah. Lebowski. Yeah, Jeff. Interesting fact about that film. Right? <laughs> if you watch it on TV, the bit where King Kong's got her yeah. in his hands, uh, you see a boob. You actually see a nipple. No joke. In in which one? What? I swear to you see a bit of tit by accident. <laughs> Where did you find out? What, what, what time what when I was watching it on Channel Four or something, man? And then I was just like, oh my! You just—I was just like, that was nipple. That was totally nipple. 
<laughs> what, what, who's nipple? What, Fred, I don't know it's nipple. King Kong's King Kong's nipple. King Kong's nipple, Rich. King Kong's nipple. <laughs> <laughs> it's like gorilla nipple, innit? <laughs> hey, hashtag free the nipple, man. Free the nipple. Yeah, yeah, free the nipple, baby. Free the nipple. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um... Next up, uh, The Walking Dead. Walking Dead had two panels, obviously, because now they've got two shows. Uh, I don't know how they've managed to pull that one off, but there you go. Um, so we had the, the Walking Dead panel um, with a teaser trailer, and then we had the Fear the Walking Dead. Um, I'll be honest with you, Fear the Walking Dead, I completely bypassed it because like, I watched the first four episodes and was like, F that. Um, the Walking Dead, uh, yeah, as you know from the last podcast, I've got strong feelings about that show. I watched the mm. teaser trailer, and the best bit about it for me was seeing Ezekiel um, and his pet tiger Shiva from uh, the kingdom. That was pretty cool. So that may kind of pull me back into the series again when they start to introduce his character. Um, Rich, I don't know, did you see the trailer at all? I didn't. I didn't see the trailers for uh, Walking Dead or Fear the Walking Dead. And um, Fear the Walking Dead, I actually haven't seen any of the episodes of it. Um, yeah, so I'm going to have to sit this one out, lads. Sorry. <laughs> no worries, no worries. Um, Alvin... I mean, you're the Walking Dead guru out of the three of us, so um, <laughs> any takeaways from what you saw? Well, I, I didn't see the uh, the Fear the Walking Dead uh, trailer just because I'm not, like, not in a bad way, but I'm not fucking bothered. Like, I've been watching it, and I, I, when they went to a mid-season break, I thought the season was, like, the season was over. Turns out it wasn't, it just mid-season break, and I was just kind of like, why? I don't want to watch this anymore. And then, you know, I'm well, I'm watching the kind of season seven uh, Walking Dead trailer right now. Uh, and, yeah, uh, I mean, obviously we're going to see what happens with Negan and all that kind of business. Uh, and it's going to be interesting to see as to how we get there, um, just because I have no fucking clue. And I also want to know if fucking dies as well. But, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm always looking forward to for the Walking Dead to come back. So bring it on, man. I'm totally looking to get fucking, you know, lie to about certain people dying and whatnot and shit like that and red herrings bring it on mm. okay cool cool fair enough um, and then the last thing I think was uh, American Gods uh, the, they showed a trailer for um, uh, the adaptation of Neil Gaiman's novel American Gods um, and it looked really good really really good uh, it, it, it's very trippy um, and you're really not going to, unless you've read the book, you're not going to have a clue what the hell is going on. But um, it looks like really, really good. And again, it's, it's Brian Fuller at, at the helm with that one. Um, and if, again, going back to my favorite show, Hannibal, uh, if there's one person who knows how to do trippy, it's, it's Brian Fuller. So um, it's really, really visually stunning. Um, I was surprised at how uh, good Ricky Wheatle looked um, in the lead role of Shadow as well. Although apparently he's been very good in uh, the 100, um, I think it is. Yeah. But um, yeah, it, it was really, really impressive. Um, any takeaways, Rich? Uh, Alv, I don't know. Do, do you know the um, American Gods? Well? No, I'm not familiar with it myself. I'm actually just uh, having a look at the trailer right now. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, like, good on Ricky, man, because at the end of the day, you know, he was in Hollyoaks and that. Obviously, went to America at some point, and now it's like, like looks like his career's doing all right, man, and Britain loses its actors all the time. Like, everyone just fucks off to the States. And, you know, it turns out that this guy's obviously pretty decent, but he wouldn't have got the opportunities uh, that he's had in the US over here. So, fair play to him. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's because Britain doesn't pull his finger out of his no, ass. No, really doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> Rich, sorry, I cut you off before. But, uh, go no, on. That's, that's cool, man. Um, yeah, I, I'm really excited. You know, I'm an, I'm a Neil Gaiman fan. Um, I mean, like, I think American Gods was actually the first Neil Gaiman book that I read. And then I read, mm. uh, I think, uh, Nancy Boys. Mm. Um, but yeah, but uh, I, I'm, I'm super stoked. I think it, American Gods is, is just an amazing story. It's li- uh, in fact, anybody who's actually listening to this or watching this podcast, uh, before the TV show even comes out, go and pick up a book. If you need to pick up a book, go pick up American Gods and give it a read. It's a, it's a very interesting take on, uh, on, on society and how, and how we, we put things on the pedestal and, and worship certain things, which I think is, uh, is, is quite, um, uh, Quite, quite a given now, considering mm. we have things like Instagram and mm. you know, and, and people like Kim Kardashian and you know, and stuff like that. But you know, I, I haven't smoked, and I'm trying not to get too philosophical, so I'm just going to leave it as that. But the American Gods, yes, definitely, can't wait for it. Yeah, no, that was a great point that you made, Richard, actually, about the um, the worship, the the idolatry of yeah. um, um, that the book brings up. Is that a word? Um, Is that right, a word, or you just make that shit up? I'm pretty sure it's a fucking word. No, 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 no. You, you can't, you can't say I'm pretty sure. Is it a word? <laughs> I'm 99 percent sure. It's a word. I've just googled it. It's definitely a word. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, cool. <laughs> Don't question my vocabulary, man. <laughs> but um, no, as I said, the, you raised an excellent point. That is, um, that that's a, a big part of the book, and. Um, it is very, very poignant, as you said, because of the the day and age that that we're in, and because of um, the way that, that we uh, worship our idols and, and things like that, uh, whether they be pop stars or, or anything else. So, yeah, it's, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Plus, of course, it's got Ian McShane in it, man. I love him. Like, <laughs> you can't go wrong. Yeah, it's it's not it. <laughs> <laughs> when, when, when has he ever let us down? Ever? Like, he, never. He just, never. <laughs> you know. So. It's a it's a win win for me. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that, man. Right. So those were kind of the major things that that happened at Comic Con. Um, Rich, did you want to quickly go over um, some comic book stuff? I mean, I'd, sorry to rush you with with this, but we we haven't really got much time at all. But um, I don't know if you wanted to quickly mention anything uh, comic book wise. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Marvel are going to be they've released the Marvel previews and they're talking about Marvel now. Uh, and basically, it's just going to be a, a, a jumping on point for people to, uh, you know, well, a perfect jumping on point for people that haven't read comics before or haven't read comics for some time and uh, are looking to, uh, you know, pick something up new. Um, some of them are going to be getting brand new reboots, uh, so basically starting from issue one, and some of them are going to be uh, just continuing on, but uh, it'll still be uh, an easy jump on jump on point for for readers. Uh, a few of the stories are going to be, I think, from what I can gather, Fallout or from what's happening in Civil War 2. Uh, I'm not going to, like I said, I know we're kind of strapped for time, but uh, I'll tell you some standout ones for me. Um, Occupy Avengers, uh, which is written by David Walker, who's actually writing uh, Power Man and Iron Fist right now. Um, from what, I, Like I said, these are just one-page pictures that, that I see. It's starring Hawkeye which uh, I find very interesting because there is actually a Hawkeye series coming out now and the main protagonist seems that it's going to be um, just Kate Bishop by herself. So that's those two. Uh, what was the other one? The other one was uh, Invincible Iron Man, 
with, uh, with, Riri, with Riri Williams taking over from Tony Stark. So let's see how that goes. Obviously, everybody knows about you know Tony Stark giving up Iron Man and uh, a young black female taking over. Uh, in conjunction with that, there's going to be the infamous Iron Man, uh, which is going to be another title running beside it. And it's going to have Doctor Doom as Iron Man, which is uh, very interesting. And that's uh, obviously some fallout with the character of Doom for what happened in Secret Wars. Like I said, we don't have enough time to go over that. Um, what else have I got? I've got quite, I've got, I've got quite a few. Then uh, we've got Doctor Strange coming out with a, with a second series called Doctor Strange Sorcerer's Supreme. So obviously with the film coming out in either I think October or November, they're really going to try and push this character out uh, and try and make it you know just a, a bit more a bit more noteworthy. Um, Thor is actually going to get his own comic book series now. It's, got, it's actually going to be called The Unworthy Thor. So we're going to be dealing with him still not being, you know, being able to weld Molina as, uh, as Jane Foster's currently having that and being the female Thor and doing a, a bloody good job. Um, what else have we got? Just bear with me, bear with me. And then we've got um, Iron Fists. So there's actually going to be an Iron Fists comic book running alongside Power Man and Iron Fist. And this Iron Fist's uh, story is, seems like it's going to be dealing with a fallout from uh, the 12-issue series that um, that Carl Andrews um, wrote last year. So I'm, I'm interested in seeing that. It's going to be starring Danny Rand, the little girl that he rescues in that TV series, and uh, baby dragon Shaolu, um, which is what actually gives the, uh, the Iron Fist uh, their, their power. And then there was a few more. Let me see what it is. Uh, Cage is actually going to be, as in Luke Cage is actually going to be getting his own TV, um, his own comic book, and that's going to be written and drawn by Gendy Tarkovsky. Is uh, if you recognise that name, you know, I know Jason definitely recognises that name, and I know you do, Alvin, as well. Yeah, yeah, this is the guy that basically did Samurai Jack. Um, if you don't know who Samurai Jack is, I'm not going to get into that shit because I'm going to get angry and want to slap you. Google it now and watch that TV show because uh, they're actually going to be doing a, a final season for it as well. Um, don't say I don't give you guys um, who listen anything for free. Now, this is a really interesting one. Thanos is going to be getting his own TV show. So I can only assume that it's another character that they comic book, really... Oh, sorry, um, comic book, yeah. Um, another, uh, he's going to be getting uh, an ongoing comic book. Um, I'm not sure if this is a good idea because villains who have their own comic book never really ends well for them. Um, because, well, just just for obvious reasons. But uh, the image that I've got here is it basically shows Thanos' face on the front cover, and in his eyes you can see some energy coming off his eyes. But if you look closely, in each eye there's actually uh, an, an image of the, what I assume to be the phoenix. So that's pretty interesting. And uh, as you know, Thanos is always the person uh, on the lookout for ultimate power to you know to appease his mistress' death. So this just might be like a, a a new thing that he that he's that he's after. What else was there? Was that the? Oh no, I know why I've left this one till last. Richard Ryder, the original Nova, or Nova Prime, or Nova Centurion, or whatever you want to call him, but let's just say Nova, is coming back of his own um, comic book, and I am fucking excited because like literally the last time he was written, uh. I think it was written by Dan Abnett. And if anything, the, the the way how Richard Ryder as Noble was written, it actually helped propel the Guardians of the Galaxy, the 
um, the, the team that we see now, he helped push that team to become as popular as it was, as far as I'm, as far as I'm concerned. And um, but he's been be he's been dead for or quote unquote dead. Any other, no one ever really dies. He's been dead for the past couple of years, and now they're looking to bring him back. Um, no, so far nobody knows how or what in you know in what way he's going to be in relation to the to the Marvel universe or to the the current Nova, um, which is Sam Alexander. But um, I can tell you now, I've always been a fan of Nova, for, especially from back in the day with the New Warriors, and I'm talking about the original New Warriors, not the New Warriors that helped kick off the, the Civil War comic book line. Um, but yeah, but that, that was the last one. Uh, so those, those are just a few things to be looking out for Marvel now. And I know it sounds that we're really, really anti-DC, but um, DC have already done their DC Rebirth and everything's been released already. And that's the reason why I'm talking about Marvel, because all of this stuff is what's going to be coming in the next few months. The end. Okay, okay. Thank you very much, man. <laughs> <laughs> Alvin, you didn't have anything to add to that, did you? Uh, to that? No, no, no. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you pretty cool. much you, you pretty much covered every base there, Rick. So, uh, thank you. Um, okay, well, cool. That's it, man. I mean, um, I think we pretty much covered like everything that that noteworthy that that went down at uh, San Diego Comic Con. Um, so I don't think there's anything more really for us to, to talk about uh, on that note. So we're going to have to wrap this up. Um, we did get a few questions this week, but unfortunately I don't think we're going to have time to, to get down to them. Uh, but I do want to shout the, uh, out the people who sent those questions in. So um, Andrew sent us a question. Andrew, thank you. I, I promise you we're going to deal with um, your question next week. Um, Nathan, who sent us a really good question as well. Again, sorry, we've just not had the time um, because of the, the size of the subject we've been dealing with today, but we will deal with that again next week. Um, I also want to shout out um, a friend of mine. Uh, he's known as uh, D Blue Guna um, on Twitter and Instagram. Um, he's done some artwork for our channel, which will hopefully will be going up very, very soon. Uh, thank you very much for that, man. Um, yeah, that, <laughs> that was just really kind of you because, you know, I, I asked him and um, literally he did it within a, a couple of days and, and sent it straight over to me. So um, thanks for that, man. Respect. Um, and I think that's it really for me for shout outs for so far this week. Um, Rich, did you want to shout anything out that you were involved in or anybody? Um, no, as it stands right now, just just thanks, guys, for listening. Um, and yeah, that's it really, man. Just uh, stay safe. Cool, cool. And um, Alvin, did you want to give a quick plug for the um, Star Wars uh, celebration stuff you were doing? Yeah, yeah, I've got some uh, Star Wars, two Star Wars celebration vlogs which uh, are edited and are ready to go. I'm just waiting for a graphics card to arrive because uh, my PC keeps overheating and dying on me when I try and render it. So they will be around soon. Uh, and, well, yeah, you can uh, follow me on Twitter. Uh, and my Twitter handle is... Um, uh, what is it? At, at BigAGL85 or at BigA85GL. I can't remember. It's one or the other. Uh, and then, yeah, um, we went the rope, yeah. You can have a watch and see all the queuing I did for over two days. Cool, cool. Thanks, man. Well, yeah, so just let us know when um, it's visible, um, and I'll pop it up on the blog for us. If you don't know, uh, and you're watching this video for the first time, and you, you, you don't know us, we actually have a blog that we run as well. 
Um, loads of cool stuff over there. Richard's uh, recently done a fantastic piece about uh, Power Man and Iron Fist. Um, we've also got some reviews up of, of Star Trek Beyond, um, which is a cracking film. We didn't get to talk about it today as well, um, but we will talk about that in the future podcasts as well. So if you want to check out our blog, just head over to www.wulongtalks.com, one word. Um, and that will take you straight over there. Um, Rich, did you want to uh, let people know where they can find you if they want to shout at you for abusing them? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm on Instagram uh, at Rich Reviews. Uh, also, you know, you can find us on Instagram under Wulong Talks. Uh, and then uh, you can also find us, like Jason said, on, on, on the blog website, uh, Wulong Talks um, as well. So, um, yeah, that's it. But um, I don't think anyone's actually going to. No, want to contact me to have a fight, man. I'm I'm just too cool for that shit. So yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they probably feel bad about like hurting old. Times, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You'll be okay. <laughs> well, thank you everyone who's uh, watching this video now and who joined us on the live stream. Um, thanks a lot for for coming in and and carrying on supporting us. Um, we've got lots of plans and lots of things that we want to do uh, over the, the coming weeks and months. So stick with us because um, there's going to be some good content coming your way, trust me. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to say goodnight. Um, Alvin, say goodnight. Goodnight, everyone. Richard, say goodnight. Lads, goodnight. Um, ladies, good morning. I had to, man. I just had to. Fuck it. I had to, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh my goodness. he's uncontainable he's uncontainable yeah, somebody has to <laughs> and that's a good night for me everybody so take it easy take care of yourselves and we'll see you again soon